Welcome to episode 348 of Texting, hosted by myself, Justin Vincent, and Jason Roberts, where since the last show, there has been a war between Russia and Ukraine, a war between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, a war between Elon Musk and Twitter. Moving forward, we will be able to measure time between shows in the unit of war. How many wars? So we're a three war <laughs> interval, is that? <laughs> three war interval, yeah. Three major wars, okay. <laughs> Sounds good. What's hap- so what's 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 new with you? I mean, we we did a we tried to do an episode what like a month ago and it was a fail because of internet connectivity, is that? Yes, and I was going to say um your internet, how is it doing? Like what's the what's the deal? What's the dealio? I think it's all right. Does it, does it, does it sound good to you? I mean, it sounds okay, but you do look like pixelated. But I mean, probably not too bad. It's just because I'm boxing and moving around, and weaving and dealing, weaving and driving. No, well, I don't know. I mean, I yeah, like we had six, seven people in this house, so doing something or the other on the internet. Are they all? Do they all? Um, do the kids all like stream and do all that yeah. kind of stuff at the same time? Yeah. Okay. Fair much. enough. Pretty much, we got we got Coey's playing some kind of, you know, shooter game with his buddies. I think Airly's probably on TikTok. Izzy is probably watching YouTube. Sandy's probably watching Netflix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who knows what the dogs are watching? There's like a dog channel for them, probably. I was just I was thinking uh, yesterday. You know, Jack is he's seven, just just coming up on eight, and he's still. He's still at that phase where he's just really cute and sort of, you know, he does cuddles and like, um, he's not, he's not sort of going off into the night or anything interesting like that. I'm, you know, it's just, it's just really nice. I'm really, I'm really savoring the, savoring those moments. Yeah, you got a while a, yet. He's, he got a while yet. It's not like how he's long, how long 15, you know. Is it, is it 15? That's when it happens. Oh, I don't know. I mean, is there, every kid's different, right? Some kids are really affectionate. Other kids are not. Some are very independent. Some are not. You know, yeah, I and mean, even even my kid, my three kids, they they're just different. Bit. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and girls and boys tend to be a little different. I mean, my girls are very affectionate and hugs and kisses. Colby, not so much. He's <laughs> just gonna punch you when he <laughs> walks by. <laughs> well, you know, like, it's funny when I say goodnight to him. So Colby's seventeen, right? And so I will, you know, go in because he and I are usually the last two awake right and so he'll yeah. be sitting at his computer and i'll walk in behind him because his f- computer faces away wait to the wall and i'll come in i'm like all right buddy i'm heading up good night love you and he's like yeah <laughs> <laughs> i get it yeah yeah well at least good, he maybe knows. a good night maybe a good night maybe i, I mean, get a good night there's isn't there so many movies where where like the dad and the son are like trying to say i love you and no neither of them are saying it and it's like the kind of the movie drives towards that point where they finally say mm-hmm. it. So at least you're saying it every night. So he'll he sort of knows it. Yeah, he knows it. I, I but I'm try, I was trying to think about that the other day. I remember my mom saying, I think I was about like twelve, and I, we were at the we were at the skating rink, and she was dropping me off there, and she was just going to pay for me to get in. And you know, you're kind of like in the line with people. And she said she was standing behind me and she gave me a kiss on the top of my head. And she said my whole body stiffened. And she's like, oh, I guess I can't do that anymore. Yeah, 12. You know, and I, and I, of course, I don't have any recollection of that. I don't know if I was 11 or 12 or something like that. And, um, you know, I did not, I have not observed that 
with my son, I just like whatever. I'll still kiss him on the top of the head and say goodnight, <laughs> whether he likes it or not. <laughs> it's too bad. He'll be fifty. <laughs> yeah, too bad. I mean, you know. Um, but my daughters are, you know, goodbye, I love you. Every time we leave or or whatever, it's goodbye, I love you. You know, and all that kind of stuff. And they're what fourteen and sixteen or whatever. That's sweet. So, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a little different with girls typically. Mm-hmm. But Colby certainly is, he's not, he's not overly emotional. That's for sure. Or affectionate. <laughs> How, yeah. how's, um, everyone, the girl is, um, I can't remember whether it's Izzy or Early who's doing the, the YouTube stuff. That's Izzy, the, my middle child, the oldest of the She's moved girls. to writing then. Yeah. You know, but she hasn't been writing as much either. I don't know what her, her deal is. I, I, you know, I, whenever I start talking about it, whatever it is she's doing, she quits. So I think I should just not talk about it's it. Like, it's like my whenever I see my cousin, I'm like, "Have you started trying different food yet?" And he's like, "You know that you know that was when I was ten. <laughs> like I have like life I'm eleven on. years old. I'm eleven years old. <laughs> Move beyond that. Come on. Yeah. Yes, I eat hot dogs now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it, I don't know. Izzy is. Uh, I don't know. I asked her. I said, so "Are you writing anything?" I mean, I want. I, I trying to put pressure on her. I'm like, so she's like, no. I'm like, why, why aren't you right? She's like, I don't know. I don't know. You know, so. Just love. I don't know. You can't love. force these things. Yeah. You can't force them. Either they're in it or they're into doing it or they're not. And she just, she's mostly just reads these days. But I'm, I'm hoping at some point she gets the, the drive. But my youngest, Erily, she's the gymnast. And she, she basically, the big thing with her was interesting is about, um, I don't know, maybe like a couple months ago, she basically decided, she's like, I'm going to, I'm going to get a division one scholarship for gymnastics. And we're like, really? You know, that's, uh, what is that? Is everything okay with the audio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine. No, I'm just, no, I, just I, I was just sure if you were saying whoa to me or whoa, you're like, oh, no, it's just like, whoa, it's just like that, that is heavy. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, you know, because in gymnastics, they have like these two track. they have, you know, these two tracks, right? I mean, you have three tracks. You have one track, which is like recreational, right? Kids come in and take classes or whatever. And then you have this thing called Excel, which is kind of like a reasonable, you know, they're in the gym, maybe 15 hours a week, 12, you know, which is still a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they compete and, you know, they have different, they're different levels. And then they have something called Junior Olympics, which is sort of insane where these kids start when they're like, you know. I don't know, four or whatever. And, um, you know, those are the kids that typically are like junior Olympics, right? They are shooting to go to the Olympics or, you know, the kids who don't go that far, maybe at least they get to the, you know, college level. Yeah. And so Aerie did not start until she was like 10 or something, right? Which is super late. And then she's just doing the like rec stuff for a while. And then, you know, a couple of years ago, started doing the Excel, the middle tier stuff. And she just said, well, she just started pushing and pushing and, you know, I want to just every day she's like, well, you know, I, she was like just constantly pushing her coaches to let her do different, more skills. Can I do this? Can I do this? And they're like, eventually like, okay, fine. Cause she wouldn't relent. Cause she's a, she's a bit of a horse like me. So she just will push yeah. and push. Horse. And, um. She got the horse, yeah. Jane. She got full, she got a full helping of the horse. I'm telling you, like she's just a force <laughs> of nature. It's like, you don't want to say no to her because she just won't give up. She's just going to keep pushing. How about now? How about now? How about now? How about now? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, God. And um, 
I mean, I felt bad for a coach. He's like, yeah, he wouldn't let me. So I eventually asked again today and I asked again and Ari just went and did it. And then he's, you know, I mean, she just, and, um, so eventually she came to us and she's like, well, I really want to do this. And, you know, like, she's kind of like years behind schedule and she's not on the express train. Right. Yeah. Even though she's doing well. And I was like, all right, well, uh, let's go and, you know, talk to the owner of the gym and the coach and see, just see what the situation is. Is there any possibility that she could be good enough in time to, you know, attract, you know, a scholarship or whatever? And so we set up a meeting and we went, met with them and we said, all right, I said, look, we're not gymnastics people. This is something we want. You know, Sandy's like, I just drive. <laughs> like, and I just underwrite the operation. So like what she says she wants to do this. I was like, I let's just say we're possible. How would you do it? You know? And he's like, he kind of a smile nod. He's like, okay. He's like, he's like, it is possible, but mm -hmm. we gotta we gotta move. And he's like, here's what we do. We'll start doing two privates a week in addition to our normal her normal, uh, you know, practices, team practices. And then we'll do, and then at the end of the session, at the end of the season, then we may move her up to J.O. and we want to get her up to level eight by the end of the season and all this kind of stuff. And she's just been just killing it. Like he's even ahead of schedule. And she won first and second in the state in two of our events for her current level. It's called Platinum, which... It was really amazing because she skipped a year of gold to go to platinum her first year and in her first year in platinum. So she won all this stuff and she's going to regionals, which is like the Western states or whatever. So, so what kind of stuff does she do? Like when they do cartwheels and stuff? A little more in a cartwheel. A <laughs> little more in a cartwheel. <laughs> I mean, it's not the Olympic stuff now where they're doing like a double flip twisting land on one, you know, it's not there yet, but it's a little more in a cartwheel. So she's doing like, you know, She'll do like a flip off the vault or a flip at the half twist and she'll do like a, she can do a giant on the bars and stuff and she'll do giants and stuff. Wow. But by the end of next year, I think she will be doing the double, like the double flip dismount off of uh, That's insane. the bars and stuff. And uh, yeah, she's even ahead of schedule because she's just continually pushing her coaches to, to let her do more and more. And she's like, I... She's like, well, I'm going to be at level nine by the next year. I'm like, level nine? Because level 10 is the intercollegiate level. So she has to kind of get to level 10 by her junior year of high school at the latest to sort of get on the radar of but colleges. With, uh, why scholarship specifically? Like, because it's too expensive to go or like... I mean, obviously we don't need to have... She doesn't have to have a scholarship, but she just... She know. she wants to be at that level. It's like where you're she so good. She wants to be at that level. That, yeah. Like they, she went down, she and Sandy went down and watched a competition at UCLA. And UCLA is one of the better, you know, they, they have Olympian on their team. So they're one of the top gymnastics programs. Yeah. And she went down to Salt and they're down at the basketball arena and they have the giant screens and all the, and the girls on the team are doing their like dance sort of bio, you know, and they show the girl like, this is so-and-so, you know, Serena. And she goes on and does her <laughs> little thing and this is, you know, whatever. And she was just like, oh my God. I want, I can see myself here. I want to do this. Right. So she like literally <laughs> lost her mind. That's awesome. And then, um, and Sandy was like, you know, in other words, Stanford's a really good school. She's like, oh, I'm going to go to Stanford. So she's all, she takes after me a little bit. Okay. So we're shooting for, you know, shooting for the stars. So, um, That's anyway, cool. it's been really, it's been really cool watching her just, uh, 
push and push and push, you know, which is funny because with Colby, I have to more like, dude, come on, get with the program, do your, do what you're supposed to do. She's, she's one of those, she just does everything she's supposed to do and comes in mm -hmm. and basically struts around the kitchen, telling me about all the new skills she's learned. And I'm like, great, <laughs> good, mm -hmm. <laughs> thumbs up. Anyway, yeah. so, um. I mean, our biggest, my... no, I mean, I, like, I think my biggest piece of news probably is, um, well, Georgie got accepted into a PhD program, but we have to spend a year in England. Oh, really? Yeah. So, um, I, there's a, there's a very strong chance that I'll be spending next year in England. Where? Oh, uh, well, we don't know yet. Don't know. Oh, Why I mean, I, to be in... oh, sorry. You mean, you mean where is her, co so uh, where her courses isn't necessarily where we're going to live, but that's in Richmond in London. Okay, um, so you're going to be in the London area. Yeah, okay. I'd say probably within a couple of hours of the London area. I don't think she has to actually get... It's weird, it's like, for, for sort of legal reasons, it's it's one of those typical bureaucratic things. It's like, uh, most of it's going to be remote anyway, but technically she needs to sort of be in the UK with a visa, otherwise she can't uh, technically get student loans type of type of scenario. So why does she have to go there? Is there just a special fellowship or some specialty that's on the top know, there? It, it, it was, it's the, it's the, the, the board themselves of the university are basically saying, look, we, we're not going to approve the student loans through the official channels unless you are an, an official student who comes over here, you know, who's, mm -hmm. who's, you know, cause you're, that's what, that's the way they do it. They don't have any concept of a remote student. It's just not that kind of a college. But why England? Why is there's nothing like that over here in the U.S.? Oh well, it's it's with the it's with her Hampton. It's she already did her um, masters there, and so it's a it's a follow up dissertation, and she like she really likes it. I see. Okay. Yeah. How do you feel yeah. about going to the U.K.? I think it should be okay. I mean, I was thinking about work. I mean, the hours work quite well. Actually, they work quite well for me because core hours are probably like two p.m. to ten a.m. You know, and that mm -hmm. like core American hours. Mm -hmm. um and 2 p.m to 10 to, to 2 p.m to 10 p.m is like pretty good for me you know mm -hmm. um i'm kind of a night owl so yeah i think it'd be, it'd be nice to see family that we haven't seen for years at this point mm -hmm. you know so it'd be nice that's good we'd be going with the start this would be next year next yeah. academic year and and in theory well in fact i would say we would have to take our dog because we're not going to leave it <laughs> with anyone over here so we'll have our nice British beagle living in living in England. <laughs> yeah, you guys are moving around. You guys, he has never one place for more than a couple of years. I, I know. God, That's just the like thing. Constant ants in your pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'd ask you how you like, uh, how things are going in Ventura, but I guess it doesn't really matter because you're going to be, you're out of there. It's good. I mean, it's months. good. It's not, it's not as good as I was. Um, you know, it's funny. Like when you see the, so we, we had to move somewhere uh, site unvisited when we sold the house, mm -hmm. just, just the way that it all, hung, it all ended up. So we found a place and it looks really, really great online. And it does look like almost like a, like a vacation place. Mm -hmm. And so now that we're here, that's what it's like. It's like a vacation. It's just not, it doesn't feel like a home. It, it feels like almost like living in a Starbucks or something. <laughs> so it's like, right. it's very, it's very, um, impersonal in a way. So, yeah. So, it's not really our vibe. Okay. Like our, our vibe tends to be quite homey. Okay. As you remember from the from the Texing Summit. The summit. Right. That okay. So well I, I think the best place you ever lived was that you live in that gatehouse. That was really nice, yeah. Exactly the gatehouse where we had the summit. But that um, seemed like the most 
fitting for you guys yeah. of all the places. Well, well the mountain living was kind of weird. I was like, okay, this is this is guy. I, I mean, the mountain house was very similar to that, just in the mountains. But I mean, living way up there, I just I oh can't, yeah, I can't imagine that lasting more than a while. And I don't know. And then you're living with with her sister and family, and that's always really difficult when you live with other people. That stuff never lasts for very long. And then um, that's what I always thought. The gatehouse just seemed like that was the uh, that was, was sort nice. of like the best fit. But the uh, yeah, the mountain house. It was really nice the first three times it snowed, but then mm-hmm. the fourth then and the fifth, and the sixth and the seventh, you get, you're like, over it. Oh my god, there's a lot of snow to shovel. <laughs> so when do you have to leave for the UK? Like, um, probably is this like gonna, they 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 they, they, they run on the same sort of academic calendar that the U.S. starts as like early September, late August. I think February is when we will be leaving. Now, don't I? I don't ask me about all the details about like why well, that's it has weird to be then or whatever. Yeah, that but. doesn't only really line up for the standard academic. Okay, so okay, well then you don't have to like break a lease early and pay a big yeah. chunk of cash for that. Okay. Which is good. Which is good. All right, so you stick around for a little while, which is nice because um, we moved in here in February. So right, yeah. yeah. Perfect. All right. So, it what else? What do you got? Well. You got some hot new project you're working on? Mm. I mean, I know you're saying I'm not doing startups anymore. I'm done. <laughs> now that's gonna last. <laughs> this is the last just, one. I swear. I've, I don't know how well, many times I've heard that. I do have. <laughs> I do have a couple uh, in mind, but I've been I've been mainly working on Georgie's um, site to, to because she remember the the whole mm-hmm. Roblox uh, mining carrots uh, mm-hmm. and. Um, the auto- so then I built the automated system for her course to sell. And now I'm just doubling down on that, just just working on, you know, increasing conversions and SEO and getting more people. Because it's just there. It's it's right for the picking, you know. It just it just needs to be multiplied. Um is, is that is it working? Is what you're doing translating into results yet? Um or not? You know, these kind of things take time. I mean it it it, it is um so the the latest thing that I did was build build a quick little. Um, so when when you get to the site now, um, you get a pop up, and basically there's a free webinar that's going to happen on Thursday at twelve, and Georgie mm-hmm. hosts the free webinar, and so I sort of built a whole little system where it does the pop up, it logs them in a table, there's a cron script running, it automatically sends the email like uh, a day before, an hour before, ten minutes before to to remind them to come to the webinar, and then. Once they've come to the webinar, it sends them a discount email an hour after it, and then it sends them the next day a follow-up email saying, you know, so just like a, a nice little um, automated system. And then she she just has to log on for an hour a week, and uh, we get we're getting between twenty and thirty signups every week uh, from the okay. that that free signups. That's that's not translating to sales. So we're just we're just working on the sales part of it, mm-hmm. um, and I'm just working on the sales page. So far, the site looks very good in the sense that it looks kind of like a university mm-hmm. course mm-hmm. but the problem with that is it's not say se- it's not selling it so i'm just um over these lot over these last two weeks i'm just working on making a real landing page that does sales that tells you the benefits all that kind of stuff and i'm hoping to see that but i mean the course itself has done quite well i mean you know it's earned a couple of hundred thousand you know over the last few years that's great so i just are, think are it you- can go higher go better well, I'm sure it can. Uh, are you doing anything like in terms of SEO or to like mm. content marketing? And it, yeah, you know, all that stuff. It, but it's just slow. It's it's just slow. You know, um, grabbing time in between. Um, grabbing time. Well, there's a couple of there's a couple of points. First of all, it's like my level of enthusiasm for it. So probably if it was like a project that I was incredibly hot on, 
I could probably work on it four hours a day in the evening instead of right. watching TV. <laughs> yeah, you know, what you're saying is you don't have the madness. I don't have the madness about it. So that so the rollout is a little bit slower because I just grab an hour here and an hour there, you know. Mm. Um, but at the same time, I don't know. I'm kind of happy with life right now. I'm, I'm happy doing that um, and just trying to grow that revenue. And then if, if we can grow that revenue to a significant point, then I might dive into something that I'm a little bit more into. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Did we, did I, did I speak to you about that? What I'm, what I'm sort of thinking about doing? No, last I, last we talked about you and Joe. Um, oh yeah. We're put, put the kibosh on. Yeah. Um, I'm blanking on what was it called? Uh, morning brief. Morning brief. Right. <laughs> yeah. ne- never brief. <laughs> <laughs> morning brief. Very brief. Very brief. <laughs> Very brief. <laughs> yeah. And, um, that was pretty much it. Nine hearty. So mm-hmm. what, what's, what's, what do, what do you got cooking? What's sitting? Well, on? it's not, it's not decided, but it's just a thing I think that makes an, an like a, a, a lot of sense. Um, do you, are you familiar with Kajabi? No. Um, are you familiar with, well, you're not going to know any of the name. Te- teachable? Nope. Yeah. I didn't think you'd know any of that because you're, <laughs> you're, you're super busy. You're, you know. Yeah. So basically what it is, is it's like, um, it's a learning platform. Um, mm-hmm. But it's a learning platform that's geared towards, it's basically like a white label type system, mm-hmm. sort of like a Squarespace, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so people can come and join the learning platform and then they can build their own learning products. It's like Learnables, right? Yeah. yeah. Teachable. Teachable? I think Learnables was before that. Okay. I think so. Something like that. Like now, there's 15 a, years or something. There's a crap load of these out there because it's an absolutely ginocerous market. Um, but the reason why it makes sense is because you say gynoceros. Yeah, that's an interesting. Okay, that's, Gino- okay. <laughs> I got that from Flight of the Con- the... Flight of the Concords. Okay, ginoceros. <laughs> okay, I right, go on. Sorry, it's in a Flight of the Concords song where they're okay. pretending to do a rap. He's okay. like, "I'm I'm the hippopotamus ginoceros." But anyway, um, so yeah, it just makes sense because look, with Modern Teacher, I've built, I've built two learning platforms then nugget was a learning platform so it just it just so makes sense Plus, your hat, you georgie's thing is ring. a learning platform mm-hmm. so it's like come on I've, I've done it i've built like four or five learning platforms at this point i might as well just you know uh, do like, it again yeah <laughs> well just have a lot of domain knowledge about it so but anyway that's sort of like one of the things that i have in mind nothing nothing else too much really okay but so, more will um, more will come I'm sure of it. What's this that? Brain, more, more, is good. more will come. This brain doesn't stop. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's good. the problem. What's, what's going on in the workout scene for you? I haven't heard you talk about that in a while. Yeah. You still super, you just, remember the super slow stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Like your stuff is like super slow now. It's super, like really, super slow. Really well, slow. Well, I, I was working with uh, Anwar for years, but then he just, he just got too successful. I was like his last client. He's making too oh, much really? money with crypto. Oh really? Yeah. He's like your trainer I, went crypto he rent crypto bro. He's like you? he's like I he's like, dude. I he's mean, got lasers coming out of his eyes now. I mean he's literally like he's stocking away millions at this point. He's like, I, I, I can't really train you anymore, man. It's just like it's just <laughs> not worth my time. Damn. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Well that's uh that's too bad. So I guess you're gonna have to do it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> How are you f- 
How are you doing? Are you, are you getting any crazy diets like your 500 calorie, no, you know, uh, f- fruit drink diet or whatever? Nothing no. like that going on? Nothing. Nothing, nothing <laughs> going on. Ain't nothing going on but the rent. Okay. <laughs> How about you, man? Come on. What's going on with, um, with Math Academy? What's it called again? Well, what, what, what is it called again? Oh, yeah, Math Academy. <laughs> it's called Learnables. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so what's going on? Well, um, oh, let's see where to start. It's been a while, huh? Um, so we have, I'll give you the numbers. We have 55 paying subscribers right now. Nice. Um, I mean, I haven't done any marketing or any outreach or anything. It's just, you know, we have people coming in dribs and drabs. Um, and it's it's going pretty well in terms of the the students. I mean, you know, there's a, there's a range in terms of how much progress some students make. I mean, there there are some that do a little bit here and there. There's some that are do a reasonable amount, and there's some that are just ripping through it. And we have a number of kids who have done. You know, God, there's, there's like four, you're four girls in sixth or seventh grade, sixth grade who've done, who started with literally adding and subtracting negative numbers and are now finishing out pre-calculus. They're ready to start calculus in nine months, which is insane. And what what grade did they start? They're in sixth grade. They're still in sixth grade. So they started with adding and subtracting negative numbers. I mean, this is like fifth grade level stuff. I mean, they just started at the very basics how old is fifth grade again sixth grade or sixth grade i don't know 11 12 11 12 got it yeah so these kids so which is really amazing to see right i mean um so so that's great i mean the system works really well um and it's working really well for our in class our in school students i mean you know we have yeah i don't know something like 150 or whatever kids in the in the system um using the system in school and um we're having like, so the AP calculus exams coming up, and that's kind of a big deal for us because um, that's what the kids finish up in eighth grade, and that's sort of like our big sort of external Show measure. Yeah. It's like, okay, you know, look, you say these kids are learning this stuff, you know, the the hardest test they take in high school is like the, the BC calculus one. That's the most advanced. And um, I think we're going to shatter our records in previous years this year because the system is just so much more effective than it was. The learning algorithm has gotten much, much more efficient. I mean, the thing we've really focused on, on is learning efficiency. So if you can learn something 30%, 40%, 50%, 70% faster, that's a huge win, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. what you want. And if, 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 it, if, if instead of something taking you a year and a half, you can learn it in seven months, you know, sign me up, right? I mean, that's what, that's what people want. They don't want things to drag out. They want to learn efficiently. And so we've really focused in on that, which a big part of that is just um, is figuring out the kids' learning rate and maximizing their individual um, abilities and and how to schedule things appropriately for that. So if a kid is can learn more quickly, you don't make them do stuff at a slower pace. You you push things to the level to the extent to which they can be successful. Does it make sense? Yeah, I'm I'm just imagining. Um... Some government people, uh, like in Washington, looking over the charts of the of the sort of success of different educational programs across America, and then there's just this Pasadena blip. <laughs> there's this like, yeah, wait, wait a second, 
Like, 50 kids passed AP calculus. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Meanwhile, you have this big, you know, political push to slow everything down. and Yeah. In, and and just just kind of push everything to the lowest common denominator. I mean, it's just a disaster what they're doing. That's and, crazy. And, and yeah, so I mean, uh, you know, I think more and more people are going to be looking f- to do things outside of the school system because the school system is basically giving up. You know, they're just like, well, look, you know, it's unfair if not everybody's doing the same math, or they want to, you know, mix in all the social studies stuff, and uh, then you're basically not doing math. I mean, you're not serious about math anymore. I mean, it's no longer a serious endeavor, in which case a lot of parents can be like, right, well, this is, which is why a lot of them have come to us already because they're just like, look, my kid is just, the math they're doing is just kind just of a so joke. Bored. Yeah. It's just a joke. It's just not serious. You know, it's, you know, I and mean, the funny thing is, it's not just in the US. I've talked to, we have um, kids in Taiwan and Hong Kong and Latvia and I don't know, all over the place. And it's the same story. It's not just how the is, US. Uh, how is Mark doing on the system? Uh, I haven't checked in on him in a while. I don't know. I don't know. I bring him I'd up because see. he just moved to Pasadena a couple of days ago. He did? Yeah. Really? Well, he yeah. lived in, he was in Taipei or yeah, something. Yeah, that's right. right. He's just, he's just moved. Uh, I'll, I'll find the text, but he's. And he's, he didn't uh, tell me. I mean, what's up with that? <laughs> well, he'll, <laughs> he'll tell you in that? the comments. <laughs> I mean, he's just going to show up and knock on my door. He's yeah. like, hey, dude. <laughs> Yeah. Your software sucks. Some of my money back. <laughs> I know. I'd like to hear. I'd like to hear because um, he he had a different you know different options of moving to San Francisco or Los Angeles or whatever. I think Pasadena is a good choice. I'd like yeah. to hear what brought well, him there. I, I like it. <laughs> yeah, that's oh oh we know you like it. Yeah, I should be an ambassador, an international ambassador for Pasadena. <laughs> I can yeah. sell this place hard. Yeah. Well, anyway, Colorado that's funny. and Allen. He's on Colorado and Allen. Jeez. I go, I'm there. I, I go by there like every day, dropping, picking kids and dropping kids off to various things. So, well, all right. Well, he's officially on my shit list, not for condoms. <laughs> he should have said, Hey, Jason, I'm moving into Pasadena. Let's grab some coffee, man. What's up? He probably was going to. I mean, he'll probably be really mad at me that I, that I, uh, no, I'm sure. <laughs> sure <laughs> you blew his cover. Man, blew his cover. What are you doing? Um, I'm just jet lag. I was gonna tell him I'm just jet lag, man. Come on. Well, that so yeah. you can ha- you can have a customer and you can do like face to face exit. Oh, interview. dude, I've done. <laughs> well, you know what's funny? I've done like I've probably done seventy one hour Zoom session onboarding sessions. Yeah, which is I now lo- what I haven't done as good of a job, which I need to do. This is and this is one of my big pushes is I need to start doing more follow up. And stuff. I mean, I've, I talk to, e- I get email, I exchange emails periodically with, you know, some parents who are like, hey, you know, this or that. And, and, um, but I haven't done an, like an official, like scheduled. Well, here's your chance. Here's a chance. You could do a face to face in person well, follow up. Mark is sort of a special case oh. because he's an adult. Okay. I mean, not that I don't care what he thinks and not that I, not Give a shit about says. what he thinks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Once he apologizes for not telling me, he <laughs> he moved here without telling me. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, no, I bet you know he's 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 a he's a special uh, you know group because he's he's an adult and we're yeah. not, that's not really our focus right now. So it's like you know obviously, um, the learning experience or what's optimal for him is probably similar to what it's 
regardless of you're 13, 17, or 27, that's not a big difference. Um, but what I, re- what I really need to do is hone in on the homeschool slash gifted enrichment parents and, and kind of figure out how it's, how it's working with them. I mean, the biggest, I think the biggest challenge right now that I'm seeing is, is that there starts, some students start to wane a little bit after a while, you know, because it's, it's, it's work, right? It's like going to the gym, yeah. you know? And so six, seven months, you start things starting to get, you start to see them start to slow down a little bit. And one, some of the stuff we need to work on is how to keep, you know, or if they fall off the wagon for a little while is get them back on the wagon. Right. Have you seen Severance? I have not. Although uh, I, heard, I saw you tweeting about it. You're, yeah. About the, you're, you're a Severance super fan. Yes. I was going to say you could, you could throw them a waffle party, but. Uh... So anyway, but I, I think I should probably answer your question more fully about MathCat, but what's, what's going on. So mm-hmm. what, what I, what we're about to do is start transitioning into really trying to market the product and give people the ability to sign up set up an account, pay for it. Right. Cause right now there's, there's none of that. Right. Yeah. I mean, in order to, in order to create an account, I mean, you have to um, send an email or, or you fill out a form. Sandy replies with a Calendly link. You have to select a time, you know, to set up a zoom session. Then we do a zoom call. Then I send you a link to a woofoo form and you sign up, you know what I mean? In fact, I mean, it's a, it's a process, right? So, um, and, and of course there's no marketing. The website doesn't have really any information. I mean, there's this, it's, it's like we have, a, it's like we have a back door you have to go and knock on and mm-hmm. there's no sign. So, um, but it was just a matter of getting some other stuff in place. Like, you know, one of the big things that I've been working on for months is the free response, um, mechanism. So you can actually type in an equation or an expression and evaluate that. And, you know, how's that going? that's all working. That's all working now. So we have, um, and what we've done is we create these, what they call like multi-part, multi-step problems where it's like, you know, here's a, an equation that governs this system. And there's like these, you know, 10 or 12 follow-up questions that, that, that test all different aspects of it or bring in all of these different skills or concepts and they're all free response. So it's, it's pretty sophisticated and it's, it's very, I think it's a very holistic kind of, um, I guess, learning experience. I asked you um, before, uh, does that exist anywhere? And you, yeah. you had said it sort of exists in a small way. Well, Khan Academy has some questions that are free response. Um, but they don't have like multi-part questions, that kind of thing. It's more like, you know, type in the, you know, factor this. If you if you factor this, you know, expression, type it, you know, and you type it in or something. Um, so they have it. Um, I mean, there's a couple places that have it, but... It was very difficult to build it from scratch. I mean, it took a lot of time. Mm. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, and then and then of course it's like our system was built around multiple choice because multiple choice is kind of like a, you know, it's like an 80-20 solution. You know, it just works. And, um, and you don't have to worry about, you know, what if they type this in or what if they type that and it's kind of close, but it's not close. Is this right or not right? I mean, there's a lot of, you have to create a lot of, yeah. A lot of special case handling to to make that you know as robust as you'd like it. And anyway, so um, you know, finally you decided. We... Sorry, sorry, sorry for interrupting. I'm I'm just curious. Like, how how in the heck did you build it? Like, did you do loads of tests? Like, throwing in loads of text at 
sure different different moles did did like that like i'd love yeah. to hear so i'm sorry for interrupting you but maybe afterwards you could tell us a little bit about the tech behind it you know, i'm happy to tell you about it now i mean you know so essentially what you have to have is a um is like a, a lexer parser something that it takes in a string and parses it and i initially found like some open source equation parser but it was very rudimentary and it did, did not do a lot of things mm -hmm. and i mean there was major major holes in it so it was like i started with that and then i started building around that and and, and making it more sophisticated because it was it was built it was it, what do you call it recursive descent parser and mm. so I, I, I kind of wonder if maybe they had generated it, use it to get one of those, you know, parser generator tools or something. But it, but it was, like I said, very limited. And in order to do all the things that we want to do, which basically like any equation that you can think of, you know, or any expression, no matter how sophisticated and, and all the variations, um, and that that would be acceptable. What, what's really important though, is if someone ends, it puts in some complex algebraic expression, and then a student comes in to answer something and it's close, but it's a little different because they use parentheses or didn't use parentheses or they fully didn't fully expanded or whatever. I mean, it's correct. In a lot of cases, it's correct. It's just a slightly different form. Well, you can't say, well, any one of these, you can't type in 40 equivalent expressions, you know, and, you know, and say, well, any one of these 40 is okay because that would just take forever and be really brittle. And so you want something that can say these two are algebraically identical even though they're in different forms. So you have to be able to test test the equivalence. And so building all that in was was uh, a little tricky. And, um, but anyway, I, so I, I did a, you know, I kind of did a lot of what I would call uh, like pre-processing of the stuff. So you get in a string and rather than messing with the parser itself, I would do a lot of, I did some messing with the abstract syntax tree and stuff, but I did a lot of sort of pre-processing of stuff so it's like okay if i have two x that means two times x right in algebra the parser didn't understand that it's like what's well, like a really stupid parser so it's like okay insert an asterisk two multiply you know asterisk x so the mm -hmm. parser go oh, okay it's multiply yeah so <laughs> you you do a ton of things like that you know and there's like really co more complicated things like in in trigonometry mm -hmm. You when you you'd have like like a trig a trig uh, function like sine you like sine squared x actually means sine of x squared it's just a different you know format it's a more convenient way that's expressed when you're doing when you're doing trigonometric expressions obviously the thing didn't handle stuff like that right so I had to do all of this sort of reg regex sort of preprocessing mm. if I, if this if you see this if you see this if you see this then do this and so just get it into this very and limited number of things that the parser could handle right and uh and that actually worked out pretty well that actually makes really well. sense yeah, yeah that's thing a is, nice that's a nice strategy yeah so, yeah so that's like so it's just like always going through all these rules mm -hmm. so you guys through your rules you pre-process you create like a, an intermediary language in a sense but it's just like it's not really it's just it, you create the language that the parser the the end parser understands yeah it's like you put this front and say like, okay i can handle all these huge cases and i get it into this nice limited set of ex of of of, of uh, syntax that the parser will actually understand and then i do but then there are cases where i have to go into the parser and i have a bunch of sort of hooks in there that can handle situations that it can handle very well just something weird right and then i do some external post processing of stuff 
So I have to figure out like, okay, well, there's this abstract syntax tree. What I need to have like a convenient list of functions or a convenient list of variables and different things so that I can do some uh, the stuff that I need to do analytics later to be able to compare expressions or equations or things like that. But it was it was pretty it was pretty tricky for sure. But it works really cool. well. It's That's cool. Great. And then it has like the editor works really well. So you're typing and it's like a real time like in, if anyone's used like Desmos or one of these things where you're typing in and you have kind of like a little button bar which will you know you can have convenient mathematical expressions and it, it kind of, you know, you're not typing in markup, you're literally typing and it's formatting it as an equation in real time, right? And so- it's Very cool. So is, do you have any anything, any lessons actually deployed in the real world yet? Or is it yeah. still- Yeah, well actually what we've done, what we decided to do is, that is because we're coming into the AP exam and half of the AP exam is multiple choice, but half of it is, is multi-part free response. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to create some multi-part free response questions hmm. in the system so we can kind of really push the kids on that stuff because they need as much practice on that as they can get because that's the hardest part. Yeah. Um, and so, um, and that was a whole building out the multi-part um, types of questions because, you know, you know, all the database changes I had made. I mean, it was just, it was like putting a new circulatory system hmm. into the, into this, into it into the, um, our, my framework. And, um, but yeah, so we have, I think, I think you have like, you so see what we do is we create like one type of free, of free response format. So let's say we say, okay, well, this, this free response has to do with, um, you know, water flowing into an inverted uh, cone. And we have to ask all these questions about related rate changes and maximum points and minimum points and all this kind of stuff. Right. And you create like seven different versions of that with slightly different numbers or slightly different variations so that if kids are doing it in the same class, someone says, oh, the, you don't want them looking around and going, what's, I don't understand number three. Oh, the answer is negative four or two pi. You, they, they all have different versions of it. It's like, I don't know, man, like mine is negative three, yours is- <laughs> That's cool, know, yeah. yeah. And, and also it's like if a kid struggles on it, and let's say they- They can try the, again and it's not the yeah, same. Yeah, three or four days, we give them a different one, a similar one, but different, right? It's like, okay. Mm -hmm. You're different numbers, things are off, maybe maybe some slight variations in the setup, but it's essentially the same. And so we have like, we're going to have probably for a course, we'll have like 30 or 40 of these different types that then bring, you know, each one having, you know, eight to 12 questions that ask all, bring in all these different skills or concepts. So it's, and it works, it's tough. I mean, the kids, the kids, but the kids like it because we give them a lot of XP. So everybody's happy. All they care about is XP, right? <laughs> That's all they care about. It's funny. Oh, it's so like, they get a lot more XP. What yeah, is it like? Ten x, ten x XP. Oh, uh, we get like a, we have a one point six multiplier, so we give them a point a sixty percent boost. But it's because I, I asked Justin about it because he also he works with me on the system and the algorithms, but he also teaches, you know, some of the math academy classes. And I said, so what do you what do the eighth graders think of it? What they've been through two sets of two rounds of these multi part questions. What do you think? He's like, they like the XP. I'm like, well, is there anything else? They like the XP. All right, well, screw it, right? I mean, yeah, good enough. That. I mean, what's really funny is our system is like the kids, I, I mean, it, it, you know, the kids may like math, but really what they want to do is get done with their homework as soon as possible. That's really what most kids want because they want to go play video games or do something else, right? I mean, you, every once in a while you get the rare kid who just likes math for the sake of math. Most kids like it, but they... But on their own, they're not sitting around Saturday just doing math for fun. They're they're playing video games. 
Even yeah. kids are good at it and like it. Um, so what we're trying to do is 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 make it so that they're it is it is the video game. Their goal well well their <laughs> their goal to earn XP results in them learning a lot of math as efficiently as possible. We want them to learn as math as efficiently as possible. They want to get XP. Let's work together, kids. <laughs> you know, you get XP, you you know, we give you XP, you give us, you know, effort in mastering math. Yeah. That's right. Cool. And and we only assign XP for successful progress, right? Not for screwing around or being sloppy. They don't get any XP. And so um, you know, that's been a engineering the XP has been a, a, a really complex problem in itself. So so the XP, the the only thing you get out of the XP is is the leaderboard and your your number, your XP number. Yeah, well then yeah, and then you get like a karate belt kind of thing, like I'm a black belt or a green belt yeah, or okay. whatever. So that but this stuff is probably gonna need to evolve. I mean, there's a lot of I mean the XP concept works great. That is that because that is the unit by which we measure progress. Mm -hmm. You can just you know, like we could say, like if you if you were looking at your metrics dashboard for the company, one of our key metrics would be how much XP is earned per day. Yeah. That would that would be it. That's your metric. It wouldn't be anything. That's it. You know, I don't care how many problems you did. I don't care how many times you scrolled around pages. How many XP? That is successful. You know, that is progress in the system. And um, so it would be that. And it would probably, you know, because we'd have some things about churn and monthly, you know, hmm. whatever, annualized rate of return or whatever. But it's all about, it's all about XP. But um, yeah, the system, I, I mean, I, th I think, you know, I think we'll, I think the system is getting a point now from a learning, like we're, we've, we've got most of the low hanging fruit from the learning, from making the system an, as an efficient learning tool, right? What we need to work, what we need to start focusing on now is making it more and more fun and more and more, in, more engaging and more flexible and, and creating, um, and then, and then focusing on the marketing stuff. But we really had to get the learning down first because if the tool didn't, kids didn't learn efficiently or learn effectively, nothing else matters, right? Mm -hmm. But we've 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 spent a lot of time working out these algorithms and 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 making this stuff, you know, as a you know, I mean, most of low hanging fruit is is gone. I mean, we'll continue to tweak and find ways to improve things here and there, but it's getting about as efficient as it can get. Um, but part of one of the things that we're doing to learn, we're, we're going through a big audit of the system. Justin has been going through all these courses from the top to bottom and, and figuring out how do we, because sometimes you have topics that are connected to other topics as prerequisites. And you're like, does that really need to be prerequisite? Why is that listed? Can we pull things apart? Because if you can do that, then you can get rid of, of stuff that you might say, you know, this isn't really necessary. Like if we can reduce the number of topics that you actually need to know to do something, that's a way of making it even more efficient. That's good, yeah. You know, because, you know, initially when I, we started pulling in all this content, Alex is my director of content. I told him, I said, look, we got to have everything, everything. I don't want to be missing anything. Be fully comprehensive. And so we did. We fill everything. The problem is everything takes a lot of time to get through. Mm -hmm. And a lot of everything, you don't really need that much. You know, it's not that important. So really what you want to do now is kind of, disconnect things from each other that aren't completely necessary so then you can have more streamlined courses. If someone mm -hmm. says, look, Jason, I, I want to learn calculus, I want to learn any algebra, but I, I don't want to learn 
I don't want to take a, like, just, can I do like a six week power course? Give me the core stuff. Like that'd be really useful. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. you know, we can, we can make the learning algorithms quickly, but even another big win is just, let's just strip out anything that's not core, you know? Um, because there's a lot of stuff that just is, you know, that is traditionally part of certain courses, but it's like, you know, if you're, if you're not trying to, you're not completing that specific course or you're not, you're not trying to pass some specific test, but you just need to know the content. You're, there's really like a core 25, 30, 40% of it that you could probably do and, and, uh, would make it, and you'd be fine. Right. Yeah. So that's a big thing. But, um, yeah, so the, so the big part of the big, but, but the other thing is, you know, you have, you know, we built this initially. I mean, our, our primary use case was the schools, right? We had the math academy in our math academy program, right? Yeah. But now when you have kids who are not working in the school, there's different types of things that, you, that can make it a little more flexible for them that we need. And I've, I've gotten emails over the months by parents that's like, oh, I really wish this or really wish that. And which are totally reasonable things to do. I just haven't had time to build it yet because we've really had to get all the, all the learning algorithms and things that I've been talking about done. Um, so we're going to spend more, more and more time with that. So, and like I said, one of them is, let's say a kid is, is going along fine. And then something happens. They lose focus. They get sick. They got whatever. They don't do anything or don't do much for three or four weeks. And now they're behind on their XP. And the system says they're, you know, a thousand XP behind. Mm. That's kind of demoralizing. You right? say you need a pools. We need a way to pause, a, a reset, and like, hey, let's, how about a refresh? Let's get started again. And you're not behind, right? Yeah. It's like, you know, I mean, imagine if you went and saw your trainer and he's like, well, you know, Jace, I mean, Justin, like you haven't, uh, you know, if, you know, if you had been coming this whole time, you'd, you'd have 30 pounds of muscle and 50% less fat. And he told you that every time you show up, you're like, dude, I know, I, <laughs> I have been absent for the last month or six months or year. I'm ready to get on the plan, but I don't need you to tell me every time in here where I would be had I come every day, right? I mean, this is sort of a demoralizing thing, but the system does that right now. If right? you want to, if you want to use the kids, kids speak, you can call it a rebirth. A rebirth. That's what they. That's, that's, that's what they call. Uh, kind of respawn. They, they call it. They call it rebirth when you when you play it in Roblox when you play a tycoon, and you get all the way to the end. So you've pretty much bought everything you can buy, then you get a rebirth. And so, mm -hmm. so you then can go through the whole, it's, it's a cheap way of making it so that the, the tycoon, which is like a set thing, a set mm -hmm. game piece. Mm -hmm. uh, so then you've got a little R2, you know, a little on the right R1, R2, R3, R4. So you, oh, I've had four rebirths, but so it's not exactly the same concept, but it's a word that they'll be familiar with rebirth. Yeah. I mean, you have to have a way for people to re-engage with something if they've disconnected from it and get them and not make them feel bad about it. It's like, okay, yeah. like if if you always go, we, what we always sort of um, compare it to is like, what would a tutor do? A tutor right. wouldn't grouse about oh, no. <laughs> you every day, about what you didn't do, they'd be like, okay, well, look, you know, I'm glad you're back at it. Let's, uh, let's, uh, great. Let's come up with a plan. What do we, what do we want to try and achieve over the next three months? Let's, yeah. let's, this is great. Let's get going, you know? that he'd be positive or she'd be positive and encouraging and let's come up with a plan. They wouldn't just, yeah. So the system start needs to do that. That's, that's one of the first things it needs to do. Um, and I, every time the automated email goes up Friday and it, it says an email to parents about all the stuff that their kid didn't do. 
for the kids that have fallen off. I'm just wincing going, oh my God, like this is, but, you know, what's interesting is, is very, very few parents have, have uh, canceled their subscription. And I think in part because even though they might find that like, geez, you know, I know my kid hasn't done much in three or four months, they're thinking, but I want them to get on the horse soon. You know, like we need to, we need to get them going. Now, what I need to do is I need to make that automatic and easy, not like, eh, maybe just send an email to Jason and reset the XP and stuff. It should just automatically send an email and say, hey, haven't seen Sarah in a while. Let's do a restart. And here's a new goal. And she's already still done all this great stuff. And let's get going, you know, because it's like you don't want to make the great the enemy of the good, right? It would be great had they done an hour of math every day for the past nine months. But they still did two, three months of solid work beyond what their classmates are. So they're still ahead, way ahead of where they should be. Let's let's pick up there. Let's keep going, you know, because parents don't want to give up on their kids, right? I mean, you, you're you, it's aspirational. So it's like I want my I want my daughter, I want my son to 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 you know keep going, and I want them to really nail this stuff down and get a jump on things and really get some of this algebra or tra or whatever down because I know it'll pay dividends. So, you know. What the system needs to do is it just needs to make that not painful, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. right now it is literally punching people in the face. It's really, mm. it's really, and um, what's amazing is that more people haven't canceled when they when that's happened. But I think again, I think people are like one, like well, you know, we how got, long would it take to do? Oh, you know, I could probably come up with some stuff in a couple of weeks. I mean, you know, something basic. I mean, but this is stuff we can keep building on. Um, but I've just been, you, you know how like when you're working on this major overhaul and it just takes months and months, you just, you got to finish it. You can't keep getting distracted by all those other things, right? And that was with the free response and the, and the But you finished the major overhaul now. Yes. I and mean, there's a few little, you know, things that are just little ticky tack things I want to just finish up. And Alex has asked me for, for like, you know, on the content development side of this stuff and you know, he's like, ah, you know, I really wish I could have this. And so I got to kind of do some of that. But, um, but yeah, I think it's, it's, it's now we're about to shift gears into, into, into the, you know, let's, let's improve the user experience. Let's make it more flexible, more adaptable, more, and allow people to re-engage and keep people move, making forward progress or allowing them to start making progress again. Do you think right? you'll be fully released and self-serve by the end of the year? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, look, I'm always wrong on my predictions. I'm like as bad as Elon Musk. Is. <laughs> I have Elon Musk level powers of prediction. I mean, I'm always off by a long, long time. If someone told me it was going to take this long to get MathCAD me, even to where it is, I would have, I would have never believed that. Um, so, you know, really it's, I think we want to, in the next couple months, you know, okay. early summer, we need to get, so people, so we, and then we can, and then we can start writing some blog posts about we have all this cool stuff we can talk about and maybe hit some hacker news and maybe get a little virality here and there. Um, and then make it easy for people to onboard and see use cases and see, you know, success stories and really kind of, you know, understand the benefits. That'll give us a good reason to record more episodes of this show. Well, yeah, cause it's going we'll to be really interesting to talk about. <laughs> well, it's going to be really interesting to get into the, the, um, sort of the marketing side of it, right? Yeah. The growth Agreed. hacking and the metrics and the, that kind of stuff. And right now it's all just been 
You know, it's like we're in a lab and people come and knock on the, the door of the lab and like, hey, can I use your stuff? I'm like, well, it's <laughs> not really done, but sure. Yeah. Okay, got it. You know, and I mean, like, create and really get out of the lab. And um, that'll be really, really um, exciting to do. Um, yeah, so that's that's really this, I think that's really this um, this spring and this, uh, the end of the spring and the summer, they'll be doing all that for sure. That's cool. But we, I mean, I got it. I got to start making some money with this thing. I mean, this is best. Yeah, yeah, I was going to wonder. I was, I was going to say, like, what's your, what's your actual runway to sort of maintain it, you know, as it is? Like, could you? Go I don't know. It's year? blown a major hole in my bank account. That's for I bet, sure. I bet. And and with the market crashing, has is you know definitely, you know, has me uh, more stressed than I would be otherwise. So, mm. but you know, it's you know when you get your back up against the wall, that's kind of when you start really start to focus on making money. You're like, all right, we got it. Yeah. We got it. I mean, it's like, you know, I know I want to do this cool thing and that cool thing screw it we need to make money so we turn that money f- spigot on let's go from 55 to 100 and then from yeah. 100 to 200 we gotta go we gotta go we gotta go we gotta go we need to what did you say money. it was like 500 break even or something well it depends what our price point is i mean we're 39 dollars a month now it's a sort of private beta yeah um but it's going to be higher than that i think we might inch that up to 49 but i think it might be more like 79 a month or something okay. like that i'm not sure what the right number is but Let's just say for simple math, it's $50 a month. I mean, you know, it depends on who's getting paid and how much they're getting paid, but it's somewhere in the 500 to 1,000 users. I mean, okay. Jason Jason isn't getting paid. Everyone else but Jason. Jason does not get paid. <laughs> I'm not getting paid. Yeah, no, it's, it's a, that's a ways off. But I, I would like to just stop, staunch the bleeding. You know, I want to stop having to liquidate our portfolio to send giant wads of cash over Upwork or whatever. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That needs to stop. Um, yeah. But we have just, but the thing is that our courses are all basically done. I mean, you could continually do more and we're like, we're doing these multi-part questions, but I mean, it's like, we have, we have content, right? Would you wind the team down, you know, like not wind them down, but like, um, stop handing out so much work um probably not because there's still a lot that we could do and a lot of these people like we really have a lot of high quality people now yeah and if you said oh well you know we're going to cut the team down a little bit and then it's like then like one or two people leave because things change in their life or they want to do something else and now we're kind of like underpowered and we're having a hard time finding quality people it's at a price we can afford, right? So it took yeah. us a long time to really get all these high quality people. I mean, yeah, and there's still a lot we can do. I mean, the the the, the university level courses, linear algebra, differential equations, multivariable, abstract algebra, probabilistic statistics, discrete math. I don't know, maybe a couple, one, two things, other other things. Number theory. Mo- a lot of those are like half done to like ninety percent done. So there's mm. there's a lot of work to be done okay. in, on those, right? And um, the fifth grade through calculus is all like, it is a certain level of done. Like it is done, but now it'd be like, we want to do things, you know, better things. Like, oh, we want to do these free response questions or we want to do these multi-part questions, right? Okay. You have still, oh, still yeah. stuff to do. And then, that. Yeah. but we also really want to do um, like machine learning courses on machine learning and coding. We want to get coding built into it. So... There's a so, lot to do. You know, you said you want to get coding built into it. I I just had a random idea 
um, as you're talking about uh, kids, like uh, sticking with it, churn, that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. What if from the XP you earned, it sort of enabled you, the other kids built games, uh, other kids could build games on the system that they were taught to build by the system that people could spend the XP on. Mm -hmm. So like the XP was like a kind of, uh, like a major currency or at least the seed of a currency. And then the system could teach kids to play games, to, to make games for the system that other kids could play. Yeah, that's just possible. Um, just throwing out there. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, <laughs> um, but you know, it's funny because Sandy, this is like a few weeks ago, Sandy said, look, come here, I want to show you. Because she she likes, she plays like Angry Birds and like Candy Crush and stuff like that. She's like, look, <laughs> I love, she's like, I love the currency. I love getting my feathers and then dressing up my birds. And I love all, I'm like, really? She's like, I love it. It's so fun. I'm like, really? She's like, no, I'm just like, She's like, I'm like, okay, you know. It's true, uh, it's true. People love she's that like, shit. I'm like, why do you love it? She's like, I don't know, I just love it. And she's like, I'm like, so she's like, you got to do stuff like this. You got to create these different types of currencies. And if they do this, they get yeah, this. And then they can, they can um, tweak out their, av have an avatar. They tweak out and and they can customize the, the, the UI. Yeah, even if the kids aren't building games, like at least you should have a, you should have a game and, and your XP earns you stuff and you can earn a currency. That, it could be, a lot of fun like that. Jack loves that. He lives for that. Yeah. So kids love, I mean, like, so, right. So this is like all low hanging fruit, right? We spent all our time working on the algorithms and, and a lot of the core content. We really put a ton of money and time and effort into that. Now it's time to, to pull over and, and really start playing with this, this gamification fun stuff and, and, and that, and then of course the, you know, onboarding and marketing and, and stuff. And well, part of, so yeah, so Sandin had a big talk and we, she was showing myself and I'm like, yeah, this is definitely what we need to be doing for sure. Does it need to be on your system though? Like for example, could it, because there's other systems like Roblox or, and various other platforms that make it really easy to build games that you could connect into where if you, if they did the work on your system, then it enabled them to do something on the other system. Maybe, but remember, this isn't like little kids, this is high schoolers and older so i don't want to make this like we still like we have a demographic is nine to 11 years old or something yeah you know? but i'm no i know i mean doesn't have to i'm just giving an example it could be like unity or whatever yeah may, maybe i i don't know i i think it's well here here's the here's that when you talk about external um platforms the one that i'm really thinking about is discord because one of the some of the feedback that we've gotten from couple of kids and parents is that they're feeling kind of like isolated they really want to connect with other kids mm. which makes sense right i mean why wouldn't you want to connect with other kids and if you're like doing all this math and you're feeling good about yourself and then you're but you're just totally in this vacuum you see this list of kids names at most but you don't really have a way to to communicate with them and i don't want to build a communication system in the platform right yeah a i don't want the liability of it but B, that's a whole nother giant, enormous development effort. And Discord is free and it's awesome. And all the kids use it anyway. Like they all have Discords these days. But you, you know that Discord um, has like a plugin architecture that could make it super easy for you to list all the, top, all the top kids and also to carry over their XP and have it next to their handle in Discord. I was not aware of that. 
So this yeah. is good. This is helpful. So Discord, you can do complete integration. You can you can throw up get different gifts and stuff like that. You they have um, I've seen Discords where they have channels where there's like a there's like an awards channel. It's like you know such and such a person just a ch just unlock such and such a status. You can you can do all that. That's awesome. Okay, yeah, you can do all I'm that. I'm doing with that. And not only that, I think I'm gonna have maybe I'll have Colby build it for the summer. Project. Oh, that'd be awesome. I'm I'm so glad you brought up Discord because I've been meaning to ask um, for the last couple of episodes. I keep forgetting. I was thinking about starting a texting Discord. Just just to have a Discord, so, you know, That's to just a dangerous say... group of people. I don't know. <laughs> just so yeah, to have, on, just it's going to gonna have... be like it's going to turn into 4chan in about five minutes. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, it could just be like it could be like the texting zomit twenty four seven, except. In a really chill way. I would love way. it. I would love that. I would love look, you know what's interesting? I don't know. Of course, I've I've met a number of texting listeners now. Not only Texting Summit, not only of course we met a bunch at MicroConf over the years and the few we become friends with, like Joe and you know, and but I've 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 talked to a bunch who are actually users, actually their their kids are on the system. Mm. And 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 they're like without exception, like really cool people. Like every time I meet this, I'm like, they're really friendly and smart and generous and just helpful. I mean, it's just it, to every single one of them. I'm like, you know, so I'm like, yeah, these are the kind of people you want. I would love that. That would be better than the comments because some people show up in the comments and they don't hear from. Of course, we don't do shows that often, but you don't. Yeah, right. But you know, like, I wonder if we probably, that dude. What what would also be cool about it is um. So, and I could also send that out to the 800 people on our MailChimp list, by the way. Mail, because we, we have 800 that. people? We have 800 people on that MailChimp list. So, but what um, you got to do is say, and I'm going to totally give you some bird feathers if you're the first 100. <laughs> if you're but, the but, first 20, you get the gold feathers and they get the silver if you're that top 50. But it, it would actually generate, I, I'm, I'm willing to bet that it would generate stuff for us to talk about in the shows as well. Yeah, you know? no, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm totally and down with that. I'm then totally you could start playing with Discord and see the kind of, you know, just because because the way the Discord works is it makes it super easy to have multiple servers. So Math Academy would just be another server alongside um, texting, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah. great. No, but I, I love it. That's great. Well, of course, tech, the texting summit was really fun. I know. Right. right. I and mean, that was that was a great few days. Um, and, uh, you know, so, yeah. Let's just have the virtual texting summit. Is the summit that never ends? The never-ending <laughs> summit. The summit upon which the sun never sets. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll set it up. I'll just take a note. But you know the the thing about the um the Discord server is not only what I th is it will make it just a more fun experience for the students and create yeah. I think more stickiness. I mean it's I think it'd be that much easier to 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 stay on something if your buddies are doing it. Yeah. Right. And. Also, if it's like, you know, so-and-so just did these lessons. If you're, you know, if you're confused about something struggling, ask Sarah. She just finished this yesterday and got a perfect score, right? Stuff like that, right? You have this kind of built-in community you, help. Yeah, and you can have also most of the discords for these DAOs and stuff, they have like an announcement channel. Mm -hmm. So you can, you can have the system like automate announcements coming in. You mm -hmm. can get a community manager there to like manage the community. Yeah, that would probably you be You could convince for... all the kids to get tattoos of Math Academy. Yeah, totally. Tattoos, you could totally get like 10 gold feathers for the ta Math Academy tattoo, especially if it's on your forehead. Um, yeah. Maximal visibility. Yeah, but the other thing about it too is it, it could 
help with the virality of it, which is like invite people to your own yeah. learning pod kind of thing. People learning in groups and, you know, people sign up and say, oh, you know, we should get like three or four, I know three or four other kids we should get on. And, you know, they would probably like this too. And then it's, it's less of a, well, okay, well, I'm just doing this thing by myself. And it has, um, Discord has built in like a, like an audio, audio voice party. So mm-hmm. like, you know, for like whoever can just start, you know, some, some people just leave themselves just on there all the time, just on. So well, you can I, just start to, it's, well, it's like, well, well, Colby is on this thing, uh, you know, cause there, he, he has his buddies that he does all his video games with, right? Yeah. So he has the voice <laughs> open, the voice channel open, just like drop in. Sounds like it. I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the hell's going on. I mean, he has all these giant monitors and yeah. games going on and Discord That's and awesome. he's top people. I hear voices. I don't know what the hell's going on. That's and, so cool. uh, but, um, yeah, it's, it's sort of very immersive. His own metaverse is like own version of the metaverse in a way. Right. Um, but you know, and it, 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 what I was going to say though, what, yeah. so actually it was a mom who asked me about this. Mm. She's like, you know, my daughter really is feeling a little disconnected would like to you know what about like a discord thing i'm like a discord thing because initially when you know we talked about some kind of you know kids communicating this sandy's like hell no because the liability with kids communicating you know on your site some kid says something inappropriate to some other kid and the mom totally flips out and all of a sudden we had a huge problem right but if it goes through parents it says okay these emails are traded parents like, okay, so your daughter is going to host the Discord. It's for kids who are in this age range doing this math. Are you accepting new members? Maybe they've capped it at seven kids. Maybe the mom's like, you know, I think this is a really nice group. Let's just, or they're like open and they can join. And so if, if another parent, you know, joins and says, oh, I want to get my kid. And then and it pops up and it says, hey, you're welcome to math. Get, you know, get to get started. Da, da, da. Here are three groups. Here their age ranges and and they're and they're open and they're accepting if you want to join in and this is their little profile and they could request to join and then the and then it sends the parents email to the other parent and they kind of it goes to the parents right mm. which sort of yeah. it's like you know look these are sort of like and 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 at least at a certain level it is parent approved parent managed now the parents may just be kind of like hey this kid wants to join on but because it went from one parent to another it seems pretty safe and vetted right mm-hmm. and it's out of our hands right it's like it's their discord it's you parents communicating with each other right so if some kid says something weird to some other kid nobody's come to us and kind of like i can't believe you left that on your web page like it's not on our web page man like we don't we're not Reddit. Slightly related. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, tangentially via the tisco- Discord, and I'll tell you how we get there. Mm-hmm. I had a kind of uh, a Jason Roberts Batcave moment um, about a month ago. Mm. So uh, I got a call from, well, Jack used to go to Cottage Co-op, which is in Pasadena. Mm-hmm. But I haven't, got, haven't gone there for a couple of years, but I got a call from a parent from, uh, from Cottage Co-op, and he's like, hey. Hey, we did like uh, I remember we because with with these co-ops you have to you have to do essentially forced labor, you know, a couple of times a week, right. with a couple of times a month where you go in and you clean up the school or whatever. It's like, hey, I remember we were doing like a work session. We were doing yard work together. <clears throat> You're telling me you worked in computers. He's like, I want to build um, like an NFT YouTube platform. 
<laughs> right. It's like I want to build. I want to build like a like a a, pl- a YouTube a new YouTube kind of thing built on crypto, like driven by crypto with its underlying things. So you know, I was talking to him about it, and uh, I was thinking, yeah, this this is this is cool, but I don't think it's quite right for me. But of course, I know someone who's just built a crypto platform. That would be Mark bringing up Mark again. Mm-hmm. He was working on bar a uh, a uh, uh, crypto platform for biology, and so I connected him with Mark. So now Mark's working for him, helping him build this thing out. Great. And, uh, and then also Matteo from, um, from Nugget, uh, because this guy, he needs to get, he needs to get like front end up as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. I told him about bubble. He starts using bubble, but it's like really hard, man. I'm like, well, talk to my pal, Matteo. Matteo, mm-hmm. he, he writes courses on how to build stuff with bubble. So mm. like completely connected this guy up. Look at you. Like, You're like connector all of a sudden. You're the super connector. <laughs> You're it's a like, super hey, node. the Batcave. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's fun so, to connect people like that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's good. It's just like, yeah, you just talk to this guy. Um, so is that why Mark is moving to Pasadena? Or is that part I, of the motivation? I mean, I think that might be part of the motivation. I mean, I, I, you're going to have to speak to Mark. I mean, he'll he'll comment. I'm not exactly sure why, but mm-hmm. I reckon it's probably, he probably had to, he, I know he had to move somewhere uh, in America. Why, why do you have to move somewhere? Because his uh, visa ran out where he was. So okay. he had to move back to the U.S. Uh, so okay. then he's, he had various different choices. And I think that, you know, from a rent perspective versus San Francisco and also a connectability exp- uh, perspective and probably, I mean, he's listened to every episode of Texting, so he probably thinks at this stage Pasadena is the best place in America. Well, <laughs> it's an open secret. <laughs> we know it is. Well, um, I'm glad if you finally told me. If I had run into him at like Pollo Loco, I'd be like, dude, are you kidding me? That's I, you know my buddy Kaz. Okay, so my buddy Kaz, who went to college, he's longtime old friend. Right. He he comes by my house. I mean, this is like four or five years ago or something like. I maybe longer, maybe eight years ago. He comes by my house, and he's like, he's like, "What's up, Jr." I'm like, "Kaz, what are you doing here?" He's like, "Ah, yeah, I live here now." I'm like, "You live here? How long have you been here?" He's like, eight months." I'm like, eight months? You've been here eight months?" He's like, where do you live? He's like, oh, I just live over in Glendale. I'm like, what are you talking oh about? You've been here eight months and you're just telling me now. So he used like, to yeah. live in Chicago or something like that? Yeah, he was, I don't know. He's like bounces on all over the damn place. I don't yeah. know where he, he had, he, you know, lived this, he was in Arizona, he was in Chicago. I don't know. But it was like one of those things, like, you know, an old friend of yours moves to your city and doesn't tell you for eight months. I mean, what is that? You know what I mean? Well, if you're, if anyone is interested in checking out that, uh, that platform that Mark's building, the beginnings of it, uh, you can go to poolparty.io and you'll see a little bit about what it's all Pool about. Poolparty. Good name. Poolparty.io. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's good. Pool party. Yeah. yeah. House party yeah. would have been better, but pool party's pretty good. No, pool party. Well, no, cause it's, it's about, po- it's about pooling. Pooling tokens. your. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. It's about pooling tokens to get your content played at the moment. Got it. Okay. Okay. So, um, so we just got back from a, um, college trip. Again. For Colby. For Colby. No. What college trip? Did you you go back for, like, like, like. No, no, no. This is Six months ago you went on a college trip. No, no. This is college colleges. Visit. No, we, we never. Oh, I guess we. We just took a family vacation up to um, yeah, yeah. Seattle and Portland th- and just went. That was sort of a pseudo college trip. That was the one when he first started going, yeah, yeah, dad, yeah, whatever. Like, no, he's been doing that for a while. 
<laughs> Although that's when he hit this maximum point of teenage dumb. We were just like, this kid is. You'll, you'll enjoy it. Trust me. You'll get a truck. You'll okay. Just basically, speak in one syllables, and they just basically don't engage with you at all. And you're just like, ugh. <laughs> you know? And then, but, um, so, well, this is all part of a longer thing, but I'll just kind of say this. So, the, the, um, the college application process, the whole thing turned out to be kind of a disaster this year. And hmm. not just for Colby, but for um, a lot of these kids. So Colby did not get into any of the sort of elite selective colleges that we thought he might have a shot at. Hmm. Not Carnegie Mellon, not Chicago, not Berkeley, not UCLA even. Not is that based in, off stat? I mean, is that based off stats, or do they interview him? How does it work? Didn't get to interview. It's it's all based. So, so, you typically what ha the the key things is your GPA, your grades, right? That's but he a had big, a good GPA. He had a good GPA, not perfect. He had some B's, which I warned him against. But mm. he he had like a four one or something, which is good, not amazing, but very good. Mm. Um, especially because if you can view the pandemic, um. They, 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 most schools were not accepting or looking at, or at least were optional on SATs, ACT, which is the standardized test. Yeah. Which they claim are tests of academic readiness. They're really sort of a stealth IQ test. Really? I mean, there's a very high correlation by IQ in these tests, even though you can just like an IQ test, really, but you can really grind on these things and cram on these things and improve your score uh, yeah. a substantial amount. Um, but they are a pretty good proxy for that. So if a kid is, you know, whatever, 1500 SAT or something, that's roughly equivalent to 145, 150 IQ. If they have a 1200, it's, you know, or at least the old version, the new version is a little, a little, little, the scores are a little higher by about 70, 80 points. But, um, anyway, they get rid of those for the combination of partly the pandemic, but really it's been building. It was sort of equity reasons um so then the other big things are like your extracurriculars recommendations essays it's the yeah i thought the i thought it was the extracurricular activity so maybe yeah. that was where he fell down he didn't no. have a lot didn't have a lot no. going on no that wasn't it uh, because and the reason i know is because there's other kids who had those things oh okay and there was a couple kids who had literally perfect gpas like never even had an A minus hmm. in all of high school. Still and didn't get it. Perfect SATs, like literally a perfect score. And math academy. So they're doing graduate level math and stuff. One kid's even Eagle Scout. Didn't get in any of the Ivies, didn't get in Stanford, didn't get into Berkeley, didn't get into Carnegie, didn't get into Chicago, didn't get into UC Davis. It was a total wipeout. And I have another kid, very similar, not Math Academy, but very similar kid, just through the roof, gray, through the roof, SATs, through the roof, everything, multiple levels of post-calculus math, building his own operating system in Rust. He's the tech department for a tech startup in high, even though he's in high school. He didn't get in any of the IVs, didn't get any of the S, none of those places. Okay, Got waitlisted at UC Santa Cruz, dude. What's waitlisted the... at Santa fucking Cruz is a absolute disaster. Okay, and these kids, why? How? And these why? kids, 
did not let me say so colby got a few b's i was like i was willing to use this as a sort of a as a i told you so colby say colby i told you and i told you you should have at least spent a half hour studying for your final in ap chemistry and gotten an a instead of a b plus or whatever and but that that falls apart because they didn't do any better than him even though they had you know perfect gpas and colby had you know a handful of bees. I seem to remember this. This was one of the things you always used to say about Math Academy, was that it would help you get into, you know, help you in this situation. It should. I mean, it should. I mean, it, if if they were looking at that, um, I think part of the thing is, um, they didn't even get to looking at that, at looking at that. And so, what, what uh, happened? Well, I'll I'll tell you. I think here's here are the here are the things, the the the. A smaller thing, but I probably, I think about 20% of the seats were completely taken off the board because a lot of kids took a gap year from last year. Kids who got in the previous year decided after again that they're going to take the year off, but then they had a space reserve the following year. And okay. you can imagine a number of kids seeing that, seeing that this year could have been kind of a, uh, you know, coronavirus stuff and they don't want to like, they want to kind of maybe not deal with it. So I think I, I have certain estimates around as high as 20% of the kids that were accepted took a gap year. So you take 20% of this acceptance of the spots are just gone, right? Mm. The second thing, and this was the huge, this is really the lion's share is they got rid of ACTs and SATs. And that combined with the fact that there's just rampant grade inflation. My brother was telling me about that his son's school in i think arlington virginia is like 190 of the 400 kids had over a 4-0 which is kind of nonsense right it means it's not really getting a 4-0 is not what it was back in the day right so how did anyone get picked i mean like if, if none of these kids got picked like so what? so for instance let me give you an example so and i'll tell you so for instance like UCLA, I think had a hundred and thirty-five thousand applications for like six thousand spots. I mean, think about that. And this is UCLA. Okay. I mean, we're not even talking like you know Harvard, MIT, Stanford, or probably even worse. And okay. part of the reason they did that is because when you're no longer a lot of these kids wouldn't even bother applying to places because they didn't have the test scores, right? They they had a good GPA, you know, good kids worked hard, but they're not at that level, right? They're not going to get a 1550 on the SAT. They're not going to MIT. I'm sorry. They're just not there. But now you see mom going, hey, sweetheart, look, you have a shot now. You know, don't worry about the test scores. You have a four, three, you know, you worked, you know. And so. Because they huge, got rid of the SATs. Yeah. So you have a huge number of kids applying to all these places who, you know, I'm sure they're good kids. I'm sure they're pretty bright, but they're not. I mean, there are levels, right? There are levels and there are levels. And so you get this deluge of students coming in and they can't separate the wheat from the chaff. They don't know. They How do know. I tell a kid who's a who's a bright, you know, 118, 115 IQ kid who just worked really hard and has a, you know, over a 4.0 and this kid who's got 150 IQ and this veritable genius, you can't tell the difference. You can't tell the difference anymore. Now, again, the signal was not perfect because you could take a kid who has a natural 1300 in SAT and they do six months of SAT prep and they're going every time they're cranking and they, and they get that up to a 1500 or 15. So, you know, back in the day when I, when I was applying, 
we didn't really do test prep. That was a really weird thing. I never even heard of it. it. was one guy I heard of it did it because he did so poorly. And the first thing his parents found something for him to do on a Saturday morning. And I was thinking that was the weirdest thing. And so whatever you got was whatever you got, you know? Um, so, so someone who got a 13, so back, back in the day at Harvard and Yale and Princeton or whatever, like an average SAT score was like a 1330 was a medium or, you know, SAT score. And now it's like a 1550. And you're like, even though the average SAT scores have not raised, but at the very top schools, people have learned how to prepare for them. Right. So there, so it's kind of hard to tell. How do I tell a natural 1500 from one, a kid who worked his way up? You You went to, you went to Chicago, was it? Chicago. Right. Yeah. So in Chicago and Chicago now, it was funny. I was just looking at it. Had, I think it has the second highest SAT after Caltech. They're like, they're like ridiculous. They're like 1575 average. I mean, kids are like getting perfect. Back in my day, I think, I think I remember the, they had two people on Good Morning America who had gotten perfect scores in the SAT. They were on Good Morning America because they got a perfect score. Now you have them. They're just thousands of kids. Thousands and thousands of kids get them. Anyway, mm. that's, that's, but, but so anyway, that stuff's all through the, they don't even, so they're not even looking at these things anymore. Right. So are you mad because Colby can't just have the same experience as you now? I'm disappointed for him. I'm disappointed for him, but I'm also disappointed for these other kids. I mean, they, these kids who, look, they're going to go to four-year schools. They're going to go to, you know, one kid's going to go to Georgia Tech and one kid's going to, you know, UC Santa Barbara and whatever. I mean, but they're fine schools. They're good schools. But they ain't MIT. They ain't Chicago. They're not Princeton. They're just not. Hmm. They're not. You're not going to run across. I mean, as so, you know, and yeah, you can get the exact same education. You can take all the same classes. You can work really hard and you can learn stuff. You absolutely can. There's no question about it. And you can definitely go to those top schools and not learn much because you're just screwing around and not trying. Absolutely. There are plenty of kids go to schools and are just kind of fart around and don't take it that seriously. But it was kind of interesting. We were like, you know, so I took Colby. So we went to, so the only places that Colby got into were Oregon and Santa Cruz. That was it. He didn't get into any other UCs. He didn't get, not even Irvine or Davis, which are fine schools, but I mean, that should have been a layup, right? And then I found out that like places that I thought were kind of going to be his sort of backups, which are sort of, he could play the computer science departments at Washington, Illinois, maybe Michigan. These are, these are top-notch computer science problems, but they're state schools. They're not, it's not like applying to Stanford or something, right? They're out-of-state Computer science acceptance rate was 2%. 2%. Now, here's the other thing is that they have, there's this year, there's these big sort of diversity mandates that have taken effect the last couple of years. All these schools have adopted. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're not first time family applying to college or you're not of a particular minority, you're really fighting in your own division. You're in a separate division. And um, that really hurt them too. So that, I think that, I think, so the 2% would have been an overall. I think if you said, well, what was his, if his particular demographic for applying to Washington, it was probably 0.1% acceptance rate or actually none. And uh, so that it just it kind of sucked. I didn't really kind of, I didn't really quite realize that until afterwards. I didn't think it'd be quite that tough. I thought it was like, I remember seeing the acceptance rate at 
Washington was like 18%. I was like, yeah, he's probably given his scores. Is there anything that could be done about it after the fact? Or the options are just, it's just Santa Cruz and um, the other one. Which is Oregon, Oregon. So, yeah. Santa Cruz has a cooler name. Yeah, the problem with Santa Cruz is, among other things, uh, the biggest problem is the computer science at Santa Cruz and some of the most of the other, uh, I think all the other um, UC schools is it's, it's what's called an impacted major, meaning they don't have enough classes for students who want to take the class, which means oh. it's really hard to get the class. So, so, so you're it like has fighting. To be well, I mean, you get the class, but you sign up and then it's like you can't get the classes you want because they're already full. And because you're a freshman, you get last pick after the seniors, juniors and sophomores. And so you have a really hard time getting the classes you want. And I was like, that's what a, and these classes are gigantic, you know? So I was like, this is going to be a complete What about show. Oregon? Oregon's not impacted. So I was like, okay, that's good. So it's if you a great take, town. Yeah. Eugene is nice. So, so we flew up there and I have to say it's a beautiful campus. Yeah. Beautiful. It's a really pretty town people are really nice uh you know the buildings there's been a ton of money that's been injected there from i guess phil knight who's the founder of nike has injected hundreds of millions of dollars and so they just i mean there's the old brick buildings but then there's all these brand new glass and steel you know architectural marvels so i mean it's like you can tell it's like they've been lavished on right and so you like you know and um and it's it's so it's all it's all it's all um that's all great. But I just was like, you know, I was sitting there, you know, and we're, and I was just, that feeling I had when I got to the University of Chicago and you just knew you were someplace special. You feel it. Everybody was super smart. That Everybody, I mean, everybody worked and you knew you worked your ass off and you got there. And it's kind of like you look around and you're at the Olympic trials and you made it to the Olympic trials. You're like, yeah. And then you just, you just kind of knew it. You know, it's the same feeling at some of these places. You just kind of, the level of intellectual, I don't know, the standards But it's like you're so saying, high. I mean, Colby isn't the same kind of horse that you are. He's not, he doesn't, he's not a horse. So maybe he doesn't care about that as much as you do. And he, he probably doesn't. And actually that's, that's, that's an interesting point. So, so I have like mixed feelings about all this, right? So on the one hand, he loves computer science. He's very you know, he's gifted at mathematics and gifted at computer science. And he's really, he's not sort of, you know, he's not as intellectually curious about everything as I am maybe. And he might not, you know, and maybe Chicago wasn't going to be the right fit for him. I always thought right, Chicago wasn't the right fit because he's not going to read Plato and Shakespeare and Kant and Kierkegaard. He's, <sighs> give me a break. You know, he's, <laughs> he's more nuts and bolts guy, right? Yeah. Where Chicago is all about that, right? And, um, but I just felt a little, when I was there, it's just like, you know, that feeling of the feeling that you just kind of, you're at someplace special, you know, you just kind of, when you're a kid, you're just like, you know, you can have that, you can have that feeling when you, if you go and work for a company like Uber, you know, like the next thing you do in life, like maybe he, no, you're, you're right. There's other opportunities. Yeah. You're right. And, and you're right. And I'm sure a lot of listeners right now are rolling their eyes like, Jason, come on, man. It's not the end of the world. Give me, you know, it's <laughs> good school. And I, they're right. They're right. It's just, I, I was expecting and I was hoping for Carnegie Mellon or Chicago or someplace like that. You know, it's kind of what I pictured. I pictured, 
know, these other kids, I'd say, oh, he'll go to Stanford, he'll go to MIT, they'll, you know, or whatever, something like that. And then you just see, just like, really? What does Sandy say? What does Sandy say? Well, it's not just Sandy, it's the parents of people talking. Everybody's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, everybody's just like, this doesn't make any sense at all. I mean, these kids are just like, you mean, because it's not like these are just good kids with A's. I mean, these kids, I mean, like, you know, like, think about it. It's like, I mean, Colby's work that he did last summer is going to be his reference material for an upper, for a upper division machine learning course at Caltech. But he can't even give it to UC Davis. Are you kidding me? You know, it's one, of the kids like... is doing, one of the kids is doing graduate research work, almost publishable academic research. He can't even get into, you know, he gets waitlisted at UCLA. What are, you, what are we talking about here? This is stupid. The other kid it's, writes his own operating system in Rust, and he doesn't I'm, even get into Santa Cruz. Like, I'm really surprised break. that you're not saying something like, we're just going to start our own Chicago, you know. We're going to start our own Carnegie Mellon. That, that would be the next thing that yeah, normally not, you'd not, say. Now I'm going to put them out of business. Now we're going to create MathCAD, <laughs> and we're going to put you guys out of business. Now you piss me <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Believe me, the thoughts like that go through my head. But I mean, so I spend a lot of time with parents. So it's kind of like you go through these sort of like, well, you, you don't get it, like, because we're all, like, trading emails and phone calls. So, did they get in here? Rejected. They're rejected. Rejected. You're like, what? No, there. No, no, no. And you're just like, first I thought, well, you know, Colby, you got too many Bs. You know, you shouldn't have, you should have gotten straight A's. You know, and you're like, all right, well, that's just. But then when these other kids who are similar to Colby, but they did that little extra bit of effort in getting the A, they get in, you're like, well, it's not even that. So well, Georgie was telling me that she had a four point five, and she still didn't get into any of the top ones. That was back in the day. Mm -hmm. So it's well, it's not, not about grades; it's also test scores, and it's also like yeah. um, what it's also like. What did you do that was really special? Yeah, you know, you have to do something that kind of I don't know, but um, but you know, if I, and I just read an article is this some in the Wall Street Journal about some girl who didn't who she she had she was all this amazing stuff and she didn't get it anywhere either, and it's like it's. And mostly, you know, it's, it has to do with all the combination of reasons. But one thing also yeah. really screwed these kids, too, is the fact that they applied to computer science. And computer science is really hard to get into. Yeah, now, right? Because yeah, if, you applied to, if you applied to international relations or, yeah. you know, something, it would have been 10 times easier. Computer science like, is, like, ridiculous. There's been, like, a tectonic shift of just of focus. Like, everyone knows that's the place to be. Yeah, it's fun. You make a lot of money. You can do yeah. cool stuff. I mean, it's just, it's just, yeah. So, um, but anyway, already being, you don't need any of that. You can just fucking start working. <laughs> See, that's true. That's what I, so, 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 so after I get done complaining about this stuff, you know, and I talk to Santa, I said, here, and I, I kind of, I go, okay, well, look at the end of the day, it's not going to matter because, you know, if you, in the day, all you have to do is get an interview or an internship or an interview. And that's what matters. Like if you pass the interview, you don't, right. Can you do the problems or not? You yeah, know, it's not going to stop him getting into Google, you know. Yeah, or any well, other place. it 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 probably helps getting these places if you're an elite university versus a non-elite. But but if you can get interviews, then it it doesn't matter. But the other thing is, so I we were up there. So one thing I was doing, I've been back and forth with the um the head of undergraduate at computer science at Oregon and and another professor and really really nice people. And I said, look. You know, my son has done a lot of these math classes and he's done a lot of these computer science classes. What is your policy on placement? Because 
if he starts at the beginning, he's going to spend two years or more, two and a half years, just not learning anything new. It's yeah. <laughs> like, what? And they're like, oh, you know, it's not a big deal. We'll do a meeting with him and we'll kind of find the right placement. It's, it's totally fine. So he could end up starting, you know, taking, you know, junior level classes. And they have like an accelerated master's program where he could get like a BA, MA in mm. a shortened period of time. Usually it's five years, but given where he'd start, he could probably finish it in four without rushing. And mm. and if you come out and, then, and and getting a master's on your resume, and that's nice and all, but really what's important is that he could take a lot more of the advanced classes and get really good, learn a lot of really good stuff. Because graduate courses, of course, cover a lot of really cool stuff compared to undergraduate. Undergraduate stuff, mm. until you get to the end, it's kind of rudimentary stuff. It's so basics, the, yeah. You get to the other stuff and it's kind of, it gets a lot cooler and and of course, you just you're that much better. So you get interviewed, and just like you know a lot more. <laughs> You've taken yeah. graduate level classes in algorithms or computer organization. But he's been compilers. interning as well, right? Hasn't he? Did he do um, interning? Well, he did an intern last summer for a machine learning company. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but you know what's funny about this whole thing is when Colby the the place that Colby wanted to go to college back, like when he was ten, was Oregon because he liked the football team. Oh, it's like, <laughs> I guess he made a wish to a genie that I'm not aware of or whatever. Oh, you go anywhere. I want to go to Oregon. Okay. Chris, so is he going to do football there then? No. Oregon is like one of the top division one teams in the country. Okay. I mean, you know, it's like ridiculous. You know, it's like USC or Notre Dame or something. So no, no, that he he would only get to play. He would only be able to play if he went to play division three. Would he, you know? would he do tryout for it or is it not even going to bother with it? It's really hard to walk on a D1 football team. It's really hard. Um, and to be honest with you, you really have to have your act together to do a Division One sport in major in something like engineering or computer science. It's doable, but really hard. Because yeah. when, you're a, when you're a Division One athlete, especially something as all-consuming as Division One football, I mean, it's kind of like your job, I mean, right. especially, and it doesn't end as soon as the season's over. I mean, it is, you know, division three is much more reasonable, right? You know, you, you practice, it's a day for two and a half hours. Would he do division three? Would he? If he had gotten in, if he, had, I mean, the division, the only division three schools he really applied to was like Harvey Mudd and Carnegie Mellon and Chicago. Oh, oh, I see. I see. It's a school. So. Uh, you you can't you one school can't be division one and division three. It's no it's no just, no. So yeah, division one okay. is they give like tons of scholarships, right? And all okay. these athletes are like recruited and courted for years, and they're like known across the nation, and they're on these lists. These are the top, you know, three chip, two chip recruits, and it's all this big thing, and it's a big recruiting war between all the division thing. Division three, I mean, you get recruited for sure. But usually they're not quite at the Division One level. They're not quite as big or quite as fast or whatever. And but they're still very good. They're usually like like when I I did Division I played uh, I was actually a two sport athlete in college. I ran track and did um, soccer. And you know everybody was like all conference, you know league MVP, second team selection, all state, you know Olympic development. I mean everybody was they were very very good at the high school level. But there's there's still a difference between that in division one you know so could he do something like um be on this the training side of the team like Spar oh like the scout team they call the scout yeah team? yeah just funny i was talking so his trainer was on the scout team and and then he made then he worked his way up and got a scholarship at 
at Florida International University, if I, which is D1. And he's like, yeah, it's really, really hard. You know, you really got to work your ass off. And of course, you have to be a spectacular athlete, you know. I mean, you got to be really big and fast and strong and all that kind of stuff. But it's just kind of an all-consuming thing, you know. And they don't have a lot of control over it, right? You're on the team and 50, 60 other guys or whatever it is. And, you know, I don't know. So, um, yeah, he would have had a shot. He would have had a shot. He could probably play D. He could have played D3, but not D1. Especially yeah. not like D1A, top of, you know, top 20 in the country. I mean, you know, he, the, the, the Oregon is like always in the conversation with Alabama and LSU and Georgia and all these, Clemson, all these other top programs. So, mm-hmm. you know, people out there, you look at them and like a lot of them go, I mean, a lot of them, but, you know, there are a lot of, a number of them are going pro. So, well, so, so you guys came back, just came back from that trip. Yeah, we got back last night. I mean, it was a fun trip. We had a good time and, did you fly or drive? Yeah, I flew. Up. That was like thirteen hours. I mean, it was still it's like 13. two and a half okay. hour flight, three hour flight, or something like that. Um, okay. Yeah. So anyway, I think I think uh, just to sum it up, I think he'll be happy. He'll he'll have fun. He'll, you know, if everything works out, I'm gonna do a Zoom call with one of the or a couple of the professors and try and get him placed in the correct classes so that he doesn't spend two years kind of in first gear just rolling his eyes, yeah. which would not be good. Yeah. And. Um, if I could get him to the more advanced classes, then it'd probably work out really well. But, you know, the whole college admissions thing, I mean, it's just sort of, uh, it's just sort of, it was just sort of disappointing. But, you know, you know, maybe that's more my thing than anything else. No, it sounds, it sounds nuts. It's kind of crazy. I think the thing will normalize a little bit. I just think it got kind of crazy because of the, I think everybody kind of went off you know, everybody canceling the SATs and ACTs and not knowing how to deal with it. And the MIT reinstituted it because, like, wait a minute, we just realized, like, we can't tell enough. I'm like, yeah, really? Big surprise. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, you my know. God. He's like, imagine, imagine 150,000 applications or whatever. It's insane. Schools get. I mean, how do you even, you mean, like, okay, anybody less than a four or five, just move them, push them off the table. <laughs> that least gets down to, you know, 30,000 applications. So anybody's got an A minus, you're done. By, unless you happen to be an Olympic athlete or have won a patent or won a multiple patents or are on running for a Nobel Prize. Other than that, you're off. But, uh, yeah, I was talking, it was funny. A friend of mine, it was actually like a friend of a friend. The kid had gotten a couple of patents and he had all this stuff and he also didn't get anywhere. <laughs> it's the same kind of thing. This is crazy. Well, you know what, what is interesting though is what's going to happen is that you're going to is that places like MIT or whatever are not going to soak up all of the talent. Now the talent is going to be distributed at these different places. You're going to be sitting next to the kid and you'll be like, hey, what's going on? The guy's like, man, I should have been at Harvard. This is bullshit. <laughs> you know, like, what do you mean? You're like, oh man, are you kidding me? I should have been, I can't believe I didn't get it. I'm like, hear it, whatever. And, you know, and I know this because I know a bunch of these kids who are going to, like, again, good colleges, but not the elite colleges. They're there and, just, and there's going to be thousands and thousands more like it so the, the talent is going to get spread out which means you're not gonna you're not gonna be marooned and be like what the hell is going on it's like it just kind of everybody's what you know have you watched any good shows recently um trying to think you know it's funny so sandy is on this sort of watergate bender so she's she's been there was something called there's a great documentary series called slow burn it's based off a podcast Okay. Very good. It's about the Watergate thing. So I think we, we kind of started out, so Sandy Watt, or we watched, 
uh, uh, all the president's men. You've seen that, right? No. Okay. It's an old movie. Dustin Hoffman. I probably Robert have Hufford. seen it. I probably have seen it. Actually, well, if you yeah. haven't seen it, yeah. you have to watch it. Is a great movie. It's from like mm. 70, 1973 or four. Okay. It it's sounds cool. familiar. It sounds familiar. Okay. So I mean, what? it is familiar. It obviously it's a very famous movie. But I'm, what I mean is, when you say Dustin Hoffman and um, Robert Redford, Newman, Redford, Robert Redford, Redford, yes, that that seeing them working together does sound familiar. Yeah, and um, it's one of those movies that you can watch. I mean, I've probably seen it ten times. It's so it's such a good movie. And uh, she started watching, and then it was kind of like you know, some stuff kind of segue, and you watch. Oh, there's a there's a documentary series, a biography on water or a, a documentary series on Watergate, and then we watched like this biography documentary of Nixon and then Sidney found this podcast or whatever on slow burn. And then there's a thing came out and then she read the book on it. So now it's like, she's becoming like an expert in all things. She knows Watergate. Watergate inside out. I mean, and I've, I've seen like, I've probably seen like, it's probably like 30 hours of documentary footage. I've seen at least two or three times over at this point. So actually I know a fair amount too. It's fascinating stuff. I mean, it is crazy what happened. I mean, so anybody, but I would, I mean, yeah, all that stuff is good. You know, if you're on uh, Netflix or Amazon prime, I mean, these things have, there's so many documentaries on this stuff. That's great. So, but slow burn is, uh, is really good. That's a good starting point. I think, sure. um, have you watched week? Uh, have you watched week crashed? We crashed. We crashed. Is it like we about the WeWork? Yeah, the WeWork. I saw one, the original yeah. WeWork. Is there a new one out? It's it's um it's uh, on Apple TV. Apple TV are doing a lot of good things lately. Um, Apple TV are taking the Apple approach to built to to creating stuff. Like they're just getting really hot. They're paying an incredible amount of money. They're getting the absolute A list actors to do all this int just interesting stuff. Um, we we crashed is a, is a series about uh, yeah we work and it's just it's just insane it's is really it? it's it's very entertaining it's well, the, really good the documentary which I don't remember, I guess it was probably it was probably Netflix the documentary we worked did you see that one no didn't see that that's good you, you got to watch that one too because yeah you, you, so the thing is when you when you see like one of these you got to watch all different versions of it it's like the fire festival wasn't there like two of those like that you've watched the fire festival one right uh, uh no. What? What's that? Oh, dude, you gotta watch the fire. That stuff is great. It's a train wreck. I mean, it's a total scam. Okay, I'm not gonna say more. Just watch Fire. There's two of them. I think the Netflix one is probably the better one. I think there's another one like on Hulu or something. Watch the Fire. Fire. F Y R E. It's great. Can I? Can I say? I mean, it's a known story, isn't it? Can I? Can I say something? Can I like recant a scene? Of what? Of we, we crashed. Were... We crashed. I haven't seen it. But I mean, I'm saying, can I can I say a scene that's just incredible? Go ahead, uh, go ahead. He like <clears throat> this guy. He's he's um. What's his I, name? I don't. Th I really don't think I'm giving much of the story. Adam Newman. Right, right. I don't think I'm giving away much of the story because this literally happens in the first episode. There's like ten other episodes, and everyone knows what happens anyway. But like, it, it's it is a true story. So he's just one of these. He's he's an Israeli guy, and um, he's just he just wants to be a trillionaire. That's basically it. And mm -hmm. so his, he's pitching to like high level VCs. He's got one idea, which is knee pads for baby clothes. He's got another, <laughs> he's, he's got another idea, which is like, it's not a, a horrible idea. It's not a horrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> he's got another idea, which is like a folding stiletto. 
um, okay. so that so that women can like have a work shoe and a and a stiletto. Um, it's kind of like wheelies, you know, those kids that have the shoes that are, that are like roller skates. And yeah, roller wheelies. Shoes. Yeah, I mean, it's not a horrible idea. Those are kind of, I can and see he, those sort of working. And he you grew know? up on a, he grew up on a kibbutz. Yeah, the kibbutz. My roommate in college so, grew up in a kibbutz. So he 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 really enjoyed that. So he wanted to 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 bring kibbutz living to like buying apartments. So you sort of you bought into like a dorm. Essentially, was what he was. Yeah, that was another idea. Oh, by the so, way, just a quick quick aside. My yeah. roommate college, first day, we we're moving in. We're like, let's go grab some lunch. We're in lunch. And he said he took a year off. I go, oh, yeah, what'd you do? And he's like, oh, I lived on a kibbutz. I go, what's a kibbutz? He goes, oi, vey, this is going to be a long year. <laughs> 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 what's a kibbutz? He's like, oh, jeez. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Uh, anyway, anyway, so as he as he had been doing like pitching to the VCs these crazy ideas, these t- these really high level VCs, he had run into an architect guy, and but he'd only sort of run into him at a party or something, but then he he had the WeWork idea and he went and found this guy and he's like he's like Bill and he's like no my name's and he's like okay Joe and he's like no 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 my name's and he finally gets his name he he says look do you want to start a company with me. And the guy's like, yes, yes, yeah, I want to start a company with you because he thinks like this guy is obviously, you know, he could sell sand to Arabs kind of thing. Right, right. <laughs> so, um, so he sets up this, uh, he, he goes in and he says, look, he says, look, we've got a, we've got a meeting right now to pitch, to pitch this idea. So he just sort of grabs him r- right there, takes him to this meeting. They try and pitch this guy and this guy owns all this, uh, like, um, a large building with a lot of, a lot of empty floors tries to pitch this guy and says, look, this is the idea. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be great. And the guy's like, eh, maybe, but no. So he, he walk, he's just walking out the door. He says, but you haven't seen our business plan. He's like, well, I guess I'd look at your business plan. He's like, yeah, we've got a 17 page business plan. Well, I'll show it to you tomorrow. So the guy goes, okay, fine. He's like, he's all right. So anyway, they walk out the door and the other guy goes, we don't have a business plan. We don't have a 17 page business plan. And he goes, I know, we're going to make it. We're going to make it tonight. And then tomorrow. So anyway, so then they, they, then they, they walk out the door and the other guy goes, oh, that sounds cool. That, yeah. Okay. I'll get some, I'll get some Chinese. I'll get some wine. And he goes, and, and the first guy goes, oh no, 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 I'm, I'm not going to make it. I'm sales. <laughs> you're <laughs> you're going to make it. Just, just do a 17 page business plan by tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the guy stays so it's great they do this great split screen between like adam newman just sleeping in bed and this other guy are like pulling his hair out like what is it what are we doing what is it anyway they walk in the next day with this he walks in with this 17 page business plan that's great that's that just great. gives you the we crash the, all right well i'm watching that oh well <laughs> speaking of so okay couple things real before yeah. I forget couple movies we watch for the kids because you know sometimes we go back and p- pick up these old movies to get them to watch watch contact that held up pretty well remember contact with jodie foster oh jodie foster yeah yeah that, that held i up. could imagine that that was, seems timeless that seemed it. good you know the kids like that one you know one did not hold up was animal house kids are like this is stupid they didn't mm. like it at all but you know what they you know what really held up was aaron brockovich i mean that's not that old movie but that was really good remember have you seen aaron brockovich yeah with, with judy roberts, roberts. 
Yeah. Yeah. I forgot how funny it was. It was so funny. Such a good one. Anyway, so TV series. Um, the dropout about the whole um, mm. Theranos disaster. If you like. Oh, Blueprint, yeah. I want to see that. Yeah. That is well done. I would recommend it. Mm-hmm. I've watched the first two episodes of Super Pumped about Uber. Mm. And it's kind of dumb. It's sort of cartoonish. It really looks like it's kind of like a cartoon version of the story and like a cartoon version of Stan. Well, the, the main point is, are you in it? No. I'm yeah. not in it. Well, you, you know, should be. Yeah. A LA guy, right? <laughs> I, 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 the tech is kind of in the background, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's just like wallpaper. You know, there's some technology people walking around in the background, you know? It's not really about the technology. It's about Travis and Bill Gurley and the taxi cab stuff. Is I mean, it I anything it, like Travis? It's a cartoon version of him. It's turned him into yeah. like a cartoon. Like a, it's just sort of like, no, it's not like that. This is, well, thing, I was watching it with, with Colby and, uh, and Justin. We're sitting there and I was stopping him. I was like, okay, that never happened. That would never happen. This is stupid. You know, like, you know, it's just, you know. Like the whole thing interview was like, are you an asshole? You know, like hires. I was like, that's, that's not stupid, you know? Um, <laughs> and it's just, yeah. it just made him seem like a real kind of a clown and kind of a jerk. And it's like, you know, yeah. Does, does, does Travis aggressive? Does he have sharp elbows? Yeah. But he's not a, you know, it, it's it's not like that's stupid. I, I felt, I felt, you know, I mean, I don't, do I feel bad for Travis? I mean, he's, Succeed, made a lot of money, successful. I don't have to really feel bad for him, but he, it's it's not fair portrayal of him for sure. Yeah, I mean, well, okay. if you listen to the texting show with him, he seemed pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, he's the like, regular so, guy. Yeah, I mean, it, it's yeah, it's just a. I mean, they they had this, they have a thing super pumped, and they kind of just they pump everything up to eleven and turn it into a cartoon. You know, so it's not, it's not a very good show. I mean, it's not even close to the, um, the dropout. I mean, dropout is, I mean, it's not that dropout is great. I would put the dropout is very good. It's a, it's a B plus. I mean, at least we crashed is good because the acting is so good. Yeah. And this is, and that's the same with, that's the same with, with the dropout. I mean, I dropout is, is is definitely a recommend you. I would watch that if you haven't seen it. It's super pumped. Mm -hmm. Let me put the same pumped. It's about a company I work for. And I have a hard time getting past the second episode. So, you <laughs> well, know. I mean, se- uh. so Severance, yeah. So, J- Jason, you know that I've been into Severance because you've been watching my tweets. But if you if you haven't seen my tweets and you haven't heard about a, a, a TV show called Severance, which is on Apple TV, Apple Plus, it, you should watch it. It's really, really Severance. good. Okay. Really good show. Yeah. Okay. Um, but that, you know, that. The the problem is it's one of those things where I was so lucky because I just happened to see it and start watching it and then it was like it was so in an understated way and no one had recommended it to me. Well, that's um, a great that's a, that's a great. When you find we have low expectations and you're just yeah. like, whoa! I mean, uh, those are the, those are the best ones. Um, but the, oh. I just want to say one final thing about it: the way the show builds up to the last episode. Mm-hmm. I. It literally, that last episode might be one of the best episodes I've ever seen of television. It's so good um, because of the buildup. It's, it's like they just, they just lay all these um, ducks in a row for the okay. entire season to just set it up that it's like, oh my God. All right, that I'm is, in. 
it's nail biting. <laughs> it's like you were on the edge of your seat. All right, you 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 got me. I'll watch it. All it right. better be good, damn it. it better I think be it good. Will. I think you'll saying. like it. Better yeah, damn well, like better it. be good. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, I think that's probably it, right? We're. Yeah, we, we've hit two out. hours. I'm trying to think if I have anything else. That's oh, I have something to admit. Uh oh. I still have not set up my new MacBook Pro. <laughs> it is still sitting in a box behind my chair. My my daughter's like, are you ever going to use that computer? Is it an M1? Is it an M1? I don't know. It's the nice one. It's like a 13 or 14 inch MacBook Pro. Yeah, it's a new oh. M1. It's the new with the new fancy new processors and all that stuff. Well, I just you... have not had the time. I keep telling myself as soon as I get the multi-part stuff done, I'll use it because I because because you know we talked about you you're down you lose an entire day. Yeah, I was oh, thinking sure. about it today, but I was like, damn it, I got to do a podcast with Justin. I can't take my computer down. He's going to be trying to call me to get the thing going, and the thing's not set up, so I. Couldn't but it's do it supposed today. to just transfer from like you don't even need to do um the the time machine anymore. Now you just migrate from one computer to the other. There, it doesn't yeah, wirelessly. But I haven't upgraded operating systems in years. My 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 computer is a mess. It really needs to clean. I really need to kind of do it right because I don't want to. I don't. It's like I don't know if I want to transport this mess onto a new computer. You know what I mean? It's like I kind of want a fresh. It's like if you had moved houses and you teleported all your stuff to a new house, you're like, ugh. It doesn't you, work. You know, no, you kind of want to get rid exactly of all the cruft. We literally did that, and it doesn't work. Oh, you want new stuff? You want to get rid of a bunch of stuff? He's like, all right, I'm gonna do this right. But I haven't. Yeah. Um, anyway, I just feel like I had to admit that. That's like so pathetic. It's like every every week, all right, this week I'm doing, I'm definitely doing it. And still, no. So that, that other episode that we recorded last time, mm -hmm. the, the, this episode that we, mm -hmm. I, it, it, the reason why we stopped was because the, the, the connection was so bad. Yeah. So I guess it's just going to be lost to time. Lost to time. I don't lost know. If, we didn't talk about anything super important, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Unless, well, so, unless unless there were unless you wanted to release some small part of it. No, I don't even think I do. That's I'll right. just I'll just do this one, and then I'll set up a Discord. Yeah, let's set up the Discord. That'd be fun. This and I'll send it out to eight hundred people. Right. <laughs> right. People are like they're like, what the hell is texting? Oh yeah, that dumb show I listened to back in two thousand twelve. Those guys are still alive. <laughs> it'll be like the only email sent to the 800 people list they're gonna be like dude i do not give permission to email me your stupid discord <laughs> not cool send a spam yeah that's probably what's gonna yeah. happen it'll be texting tech zing yeah tech they're like i have no i don't know what that is <laughs> 800 people yeah was this like, how did, where'd you get all those email addresses? From? Dude, we used to be big back in the day. Back in the day, we're huge. Uh, my prediction dude, of our, of we our were 10 huge years. In, we were huge in Arkansas. We are huge. Uh, my, my prediction of like us taking off after 10 years was just completely wrong. Yeah. I always told you that was a silly thing. If you oh, put it, it's going to magically put... take off. That was another example of Justin Vincent's magical thinking. <laughs> well. It was proven many times over with yeah. many bands. Mm -hmm. 
It just yeah, doesn't I, work the I think, same with podcasting. I think what happened is they were actually trying the whole time. <laughs> they, they, they were, were trying actually the working. Whole time. They were yeah. incrementally building, and then they hit a critical point. They just didn't. Yeah, yeah that's the It's difference. not the time. It's the effort. Got it. It's Got the it. effort. Yeah. That's yeah. right. It looks linear, but it's actually exponential. They hit a point, and it just goes. Mm. That's it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe sense. the Discord will get us in gear. Maybe that's what we really need. Because you know, people bigger like, dude, what you have to be like, they'll they'll be like a mob will form on Discord. We're gonna be turn like, the ship around, damn it! You told me you were gonna start doing a podcast. It's been three weeks, damn it! Yeah, and that's then, what, that's exactly what they're gonna say. That's and then what, that's gonna build up, and then you that Discord feel really is gonna turn into a nag. It's gonna it's gonna be a mob. They're gonna it's be gonna, nagging gonna us, flash mobs to release shows. <laughs> that's good. Which one we need? We need a flash mob. We need like people with pitchforks. In torches, like at our front door to get us to record. That's what we need. <laughs> all right, that's all right. <laughs> so we we good. We I think we're good here. I gotta I gotta take the kids to give you some ice cream. It's about ice cream. It's Sunday ice oh, cream time. Oh, for penguins. Us. It's closed because the pandemic. Now we go to uh, Baskin Robbins. Oh, gold school. Cool. That's right. Nice. So um, and I think tonight we're gonna watch Gattaca. You've not seen What's Gattaca? That? Oh, Gattaca. You said Gacca. I said Gattaca. You, you, you Gattaca. said Gacca. Tonight we're going to watch Gattaca. By the way, Gattaca. Sandy was complaining about how I, <laughs> she says I say my G's, I go wrong. Wrong. I put, I put like a G, uh, like an A at the end of wrong. Like I really hit that G hard. She's like, what's the G? It's wrong, not wrong. She just noticed this after like 20 years of marriage. Nah, she just finally decided to speak up about it. Oh. She's like, Look, I just got to tell you something. It's been annoying the shit out of her. me off for 25 years. <laughs> oh it's God. wrong, not wrong. <laughs> I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> I were talking to uh, Gaia, my buddy Gaia, who's, who's. Wait, what, why do you talk? Are you, are you working with him again? No, just, no. But I say, he would hi. say data. He'd say dater. Oh, dater. Like this, like you, like the, you. Brits do, but he's from New Zealand originally. And I said, Where's the R? I'm like, Guy, where's the R? I don't see the R. There's no R in data. It's data. Data. Do you say, do you, do you know what I'm talking about? I do. Data. The English people say they put the R at the end. Data. I yeah, say data. That's good. That's good. All right. Let's keep it up. All right. That's a wrap. We're out.